Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. All right, we back. My Expert Opinion, episode number... Uh, 118. What in the right. whole fuck? <laughs> <laughs> this is a um, part of the game. This is different. It's different. You the guest? We know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, okay. I don't know. Wait, wait we got to switch chairs. We got to yeah, switch chairs. Okay. <laughs> no jump I on my... What, ex- it what is, is it? No Expert Opinion? <laughs> <laughs> Either you're slinging crack rock. Or you got a wicked jump shot. Woo! Ain't nobody in here selling crack no more. <laughs> oh. Wow! Snitch. Wow! Wow! Rick Flair, bitch. But um, easy with the Rico. As far as the, as far as the wicked jump shot, I leave that to my son. Shout out to Zay, Zay Hoffa. Mm-hmm. Um, tonight is gonna be a special one. I got my man Mech in the building. No kicks, no punches tonight? Taking the day off. Uh, you going to spar after this outside? Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Okay, all right, cool. Got my man Sean Bigger in the building. You want to give an introduction? I want to introduce you to my son right here, my nephew, my everything, my world. He can say his own self. ZK Michi. You can check him Look out, out on YouTube. He got wonderful music, and y'all will be hearing from him soon. ZK Michi. Facts. Like that. As soon as you change that line, we good. <laughs> we good. Oh, yeah. Facts. We're not going to talk about that. No, nah, we're not yeah, going nah. to. The F word is illegal everywhere. Yeah. All types um, of F. Heineken. When is it gonna happen, bro? We're all anticipating. Listen, you bought Adam twenty two. The channel being shut down because Heineken did some wild shit. Listen, you got one of the porn masters. So why not bring one of the porno masters out of retirement? I'll do it for you. I left it alone. You know, yeah, shout okay, out to Pinky. I'm not here you. without her. All of them. What's up? No, she she took a chance on me. So even though they kill her in public, I can't talk bad about her because she. You know. Let Sarah live. Sarah? The, damn, y'all saying names? Bleep both these guys. <laughs> Bleep both no, of them. Shouts out to all of them. Yeah, we're not them. doing that. But I, we got yeah. one of the kings in the game. 
one of the top dogs, mm -hmm. one of the guys that paved the way for the rest of you guys to think that you could just sit in front of a microphone and talk mm. and it means something to somebody. Some of you can, but not all of you. But this was one of the guys that said it all. We got Adam Thank you, my man. Adam. Appreciate that. Are you, oh wait, damn, I forgot to ask you that question that we asked off camera. Oh, right, yeah. Oh, might as well ask him here and see what his answer is. And we'll just bleep everything. Yes. Mm. Is there anything that you don't want to talk about? Nah. Everything's over. I don't care, yeah. OnlyFans. <laughs> we starting with OnlyFans? Let's we, start we, with the ignorance. We started with OnlyFans. We were just talking about that, right? Yeah, a now, lot. Now, this is something that blew up over COVID time. Mm -hmm. Everybody kind of got into this, you know, personal relationship with a woman that they don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and started supporting them and paying their bills. But now that there's guys in it, Adam, you do this, mm -hmm. right? You and your girlfriend. Fiance, but yeah. Fiance. Congratulations. Put the status on mm -hmm. it. Um, what made you get into that? Well, when I met her, she was thinking about starting a private snap, you know, which was like the precursor to OnlyFans. Right. I told her, like, nobody's going to pay for that. She made like 30K month one. So I was like, <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> All right. And she had like 50,000 followers. So it wasn't wow. like she was on some crazy shit, you know? And then right. uh, we just kept like just finding random, random girls and like we'd be in the club and just meet girls and we'd just be fucking them. And then we'd wake up in the morning and we just got these videos on our phone because we right. just end up filming it. And then at a certain point, she started to be like, hey, if, if such and such porn star girl comes through the crib on Tuesday at, at 4 p.m., are you down to fuck us and, and film it. And I'm like, yeah, okay. Like, I, I can do that midday for sure. <laughs> and then after a while, it became like, oh, we should start a porn podcast together where we interview the girls and then fuck them and we'll just yeah. like do this business 50-50. <laughs> yeah, it's, Yo, shit is awesome. This is like 200 kids in the chair. Right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> wow. I see wow. you just did the interview with Kylie Quinn. I'm like, oh, I love that whore, yo. Yo, you like her? Okay. Oh, yeah, I just saw this guy like totally like degrade her. Too far, spit, too far, spit. too far, too far. What are you talking about? It's on that camera. Was, that was yeah, it's on camera. He's worried Please. about YouTube. Oh, no, no. Yeah. I, no, yeah, yeah, YouTube, son. Like, okay, I just saw a guy who, we live. who put her on a pedestal uh -huh. in such a way and oh, delivered extreme <laughs> genetics on her in such intelligent <laughs> fashion, and I wanted to replicate that in real time, effective immediately. I bet you're going to be happy to hear that, because I'm, I'm so glad that interview could have that effect on someone. That's oh, no, no. Are oh, you already deep in there? Yeah, yeah he's yeah. already. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Damn, okay. Well, he's yeah. always I had quit, you know. And I just want to say something. The other day, I interviewed Rico Strong. Arguably. Oh, that was a great interview. Thank you. Yes. Great. One of the greatest cocksmiths of our time, and right. he said the best pussy he ever had was Pinky. Yeah. Pinky? And yeah. I tend to trust his opinion. Wow. I mean, he would remit. I guess you know, he would know. You know, he seems like an but, expert. But that's kind of alley an alley-oop for her, because she's kind of been blackballed out of the whole thing. But you think she really blackballed? I feel Not like blackballed. So she's just getting, she, she's getting you know what hazed it is? a little bit, I'm but a, I don't consider it She's she been a straight arrow. One of the things she told me when, when I first met her, she said a lot of women get into porn so they can charge more money for escort services. Mm -hmm. 
they don't care about being porn stars. They just care about being able to charge 5000 instead of 200 And then she said... At it's that, like a resume. And she said most of the girls never had a bank account. They would all walk around with their money Cash. in suitcases. Mm-hmm. Like, all the money they've ever made in porn was in their suitcases. Suitcases? Yeah. Really? Yeah. So porn chicks are like a lick? Not anymore. Not anymore. But it's it's like that with porn, too, where, like, the OnlyFans girls now, they go and do a bunch of scenes for Vixen Mm -hmm. or Blacked or whatever the fuck it is. That's just promotion for their OnlyFans. That's it. You know, and they they can make more on their own. More money. That's crazy. How do do you... (sighs) They're unsigned rappers now. (laughs) They're literally unsigned unsigned rappers. Going to to shoot with one, one of the big studios, it's like getting a feature. Why is everybody always making these girls rap though? Just let them fuck. But nobody. No, thank I, that, you. That was not <laughs> my <you>. suggestion. <laughs> that was one hundred percent not my suggestion. I don't think ninety percent of the people who are rapping should be rapping, especially not you know. Yeah, got, he, he likes to throw demos in the trash. Yeah, I don't he's, like he's it. He's a purist. Yeah, you know. I, he's a connoisseur. Yes, that's what you. A connoisseur. I'll take that one. Yeah, yeah. Some people just drink wine. He. He smells you know, it. Exactly. He sniffs it. That's me. He smells it. <laughs> <laughs> but so, what, what made um what 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 is that like? Cause I'm 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 not gonna lie. It was a couple of times in my life when I was like, you know, you, okay, they they both knocked out. The bed is soaked. I might be able to get a check for this. But I never had the heart mm. to actually go into it. Yeah. Like, where does that come from? Were you just already like on that? Like, yo, I grew up watching porn. I love it. Man. I just, like, I gradually got, like, inched into it by her because she just... Pause. Yeah, pause. But <laughs> we, we just kept Welcome doing it. New York, Adam. You know, at first we're filming it. And I, was like, <laughs> I was there when Cam and them started saying that. I told them that pause thing. I like that. Keep going with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah. no homo. Go with pause. But, yeah. uh, nah, I, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I just like, casually got broken into it with my girl and right. also, like, at a certain point, Point too, it's like she kept blowing up as a porn star, and she never said it. But it's like realistically, it's like if I'm not gonna be piping you, then I'm like severely limiting your career. So I better be the one, because I don't want someone like him coming in having to do the job for me. You know? <laughs> right. So so you don't allow her to do no, any other me, yeah. Right. Okay. I respect that. That's ill. Cause I used to be like, how can this dude sit here and let his girl get ran by multiple streetlights? Consistently, and then be like, "Baby, I love you." I'm like, "Yo, she just got a train ran on." There are dudes out there who that's. that's let me their... no, no. Let me tell you something. When I when I did the interview with that girl up in Harlem, and I poured the milk on, her, I showed it to girls. <laughs> oh, Ariana what Star. A sentence. <laughs> Ariana Star. Okay. A man who's in porn was like, "Why would you let him do that to you?" And I'm like, yo, you just did ghetto gaggers. Yeah, Ain't nothing worse than that. He may not have been mad at... Oh, no, he was mad. Let me finish the sentence. <laughs> he may not have been mad because he poured the milk. He may have been mad because no check came out of it. Sometimes that's why they're pissed off. There are dudes for every everything you see, there's you know a dude out there who's all right with that. that. The reason why I show Pinky respect, when she gave me that look, even her man had a problem with that. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No 
purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And I'd be like, Yo, you're getting... Sometimes it's just unsanctioned. Like, I've seen those arguments. That's why I'm talking like this. I've seen those arguments. Did you nine miss that I... argument? I've seen those no, arguments. No, don't play me. And nine Did times out of ten... Did you that argument? Nine times out of ten... The this reason why the episode, the reason why it is gonna go hard, <laughs> yo Mecca, did you, you live that, that argument? Why are you helping him? What, what I'm is this? saying? Because people don't people know. know. See, this is Brooklyn. This is Brooklyn. Pay this no attention. Yeah, Adam, he's not even one. Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Well, Brooklyn. Tell me no. Yeah, hey, he's in the Hall of Fame. For real. Oh, really? I'm, yeah. I'm 100 not, not <laughs> like. Please don't listen to them. You can't put show your me phone down. Right I can't put no, your phone no, down. Okay. I can't put your phone down. Put your goddamn phone down. Put your phone down. You know Joe Button said it. You're in and my, he's not a liar. You're in my range from here. Put your phone down. <laughs> he's an MMA killer. Put, put, yeah. put, your, put your phone down. Yeah, leave that alone. Leave that alone. What I've seen nine oh. times out of ten with dudes like that, when those arguments are coming up, nine times out of ten, that shit wasn't sanctioned. It was, they, they, that's not what was discussed going in. So they get upset because some random shit happened. But it's, it's not, it's really not that serious. I mean, oh, unless it is. Oh, they broke up, nigga. We you talking about both of them. Too much random, too much random shit. All right. Too much random shit. You know what that's like? You know, you know when you get with a woman and she was dressing super sexy when you met her? Mm-hmm. And now you're with her and she's still dressing super sexy? I want that. And then she goes out without you and she's dressing super sexy? Well, that's whatever comes her way. That's her fault, though. See how fast that happened? What? what do how, you mean? how how you found a way to get upset with something that was always happening no, before, during, and after you? Right. No, no, no. Mm. I'm not upset. No, oh, no, no, but no, 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 Knowing how they maneuver, that's we're not, a big we're not even we're not even d- discussing the result. We're discussing the action. The action is the same all the way through. Your reaction exactly. to the action changes from no. moment to moment to moment. Have you ever had a situation like that? Mm. What with a, a girl that you guys might have might have um, did a, did a scene with or something, and a boyfriend kind of gets upset about it? It's, yeah, like I'll even have real deal porn stars who are allowed mm. to fuck. Everyone, mm. and then they're not allowed to fuck me because the guy like watches the podcast and feels weird about it. Mm. So that sucks. But yeah, <laughs> there you go. I've definitely had that. You know, it's weird because it's like you see girls, they get in the game, they're popping, they're young, they're filming, they're doing their shit, they're starting to blow the fuck up, and they always get a boyfriend because now they got money, they just want some stability, they want some security. They meet right. a guy, he's nice, he's cool, boom, they're all of a sudden dating. He, he Maybe he's cool with her getting piped out by other guys for a little while. And then at a certain point, he's like, nah, I don't want you doing that anymore. And you can only shoot with me or, you know, you can't shoot with guys in general. And then that puts stress on the relationship. And then at some point, she gets a reality check. And she's like, why the fuck am I ruining my career because of you? And then they break out of the relationship. And then she starts These the process over. These guys sound like they pimps. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they don't sound, they like, don't sound like boyfriends. They, they sound, sound like, like pimps. pimps. The guy tries to assert himself. You know, he wants a different... He's like, fuck, I could have... All, like, once well, the guy well, starts getting feel, made fun of by his friends, right. that's when he probably, like... But, but geez, he's got to feel down. emasculated because it... I mean, to a certain extent, like, right, like most people mm. are just not built for that type of situation. No, definitely you know not. what I mean? Yeah. Like, even in your case, you said you don't want your, your fiancé doing scenes with other guys. Mm. So, you know, I, I can understand that, but... I don't know, man. You kind of, that's kind of the, the... Imagine the situation was different if we didn't have hella money, like where she clearly doesn't have to do that. If she like 
if that was the difference between her like making six figures a month and her not, then at a certain point as a dude, like how much leverage do you have? I'm lucky because mm. I got plenty of leverage. But if you're a dude who's not really bringing anything to the table, at a certain point you see the girl kind of break out of it and be like, oh, I don't need you. I could do. I I actually control the pace of this relationship. I can kind of determine fair. the rules. But uh, uh, most women in that position, what kind of man would they look for? A man that's dependent. But the thing with these girls to give is them they, security. they want a guy, they don't really want, a lot of the girls don't really want a boss or a hustler or a dude who's out doing their thing. They yeah. kind of want somebody who's sort of subservient where yeah. he's mm. a big dude, he got a big That's, dick, he's, but he's like around. He's not yeah. at work eight hours a day. Right. He's not off shipping packs all day. He's right. kind of just around. And he don't got no bread. You know, because like, he doesn't dude. have a life. He's dependent. No, he's because the, the chicks turn into the dudes and then they fucking Ex start to manipulate exactly. the guys the same way that we do to girls. You it's know fucked. who went through that? Yeah. Okay, goddess. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, she just, yeah, just kind of that. crazy. Mm -hmm. When we spoke crazy. about it with Remy, it's the same thing. Yeah, that didn't take long at all. Yeah, that's, yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. Wow. Eh, yeah. You know what, you know the funny part is? The dudes who are okay with that, you never hear from. Because they off just somewhere being quiet. It's just, they, it's, it's cool with them. They, they're avoiding the ridicule, they're avoiding the judgment, they're avoiding the eyes, they're just quiet. Most people, most people who are happy in their situations are quiet. All the mm. time. You never hear, it's the rah-rah that we always pay attention to, so you think everything is rah-rah. Meanwhile, there are people who are going along about their lives, enjoying the same shit that we would judge them for, they just quiet in the background. Yeah, but no realistically, words. all right, I've had a run-in with... <laughs> With a couple of, you know, people people that were pros. Yeah. And they were a little off, bro. <laughs> Yo. They were very off. You talking like, about Brian Pumber? No, no, no. Oh, oh, but but, but it fucking could be. That, no, no, no. That, that, that was the actual situation. You know, Brian Pumper <laughs> stole his song, right? No, he didn't steal the song. He said something funny in the interview. I, that was my interview. Right. Yes. And then Wait, somehow. What? Somehow a long arm came out and just got him to apologize. And, I know that. You know, but shout out to Brian. Like, you know, he, he, he realized he was wrong for just talking Because he like took that. something from you. It was a bars. No, no, it wasn't something he took. It was somebody brought me up in an interview. And that he was, was me. Like, right. And he was like, I don't know who that is. Like, because he, he, he just said some he, crazy listen, shit. Listen, he jacked some, one of your songs. He took a line. But you, okay, you brought it up. Yeah, because, and I said, why'd you take Math Hoffa's line? Yeah. And he's like... Fuck Math Hoffa. I said, you don't want to do that, bro. And, and then that's when Jack was like, you're going to die, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> and then you see his eyes go. And then he's like, can you please tell Math don't kill me? I said, nah, nah, yeah. nah. But it, it, this, it, it wasn't that stuff. crazy. But it was yes, just it was. like, yo. <laughs> yes, it was. I, I don't think any of us should be disrespecting people we don't know. Absolutely. Mm. And he came to that conclusion. And then he made, an, a, he made like a video rectifying the situation yeah, while a chick was like giving him <laughs> yeah. he's like my bad man he's like yo man yo shout out to math you know what I'm saying I said some crazy da 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 it was wild I it was mean, on Worldstar uh, it was on Worldstar that was nice that's a hell of a way to apologize yeah, yeah he was, was scared yeah, for his life yeah, it is not at but, that moment but do you find like most of the women that that you meet in that lifestyle are they are they all the way there? Hmm. I mean, honestly, I kind of came into porn thinking that the chicks were going to be more fucked up than they ended up being. But then also, I feel like nowadays, 
a lot of the chicks who are really winning just have like a straight up like hustler mentality. They're mm -hmm. very much about their business. They're not getting fucked up on drugs and stuff. So when we do have a girl who comes through, I remember we had this one girl who was just like blatantly off her face, off Adderall or meth or some shit, you know? Yeah. And it was such a weird throwback because I'm so used to dealing with chicks who are professional. And also like we're shooting at like 2, 3 p.m. So I mean, if you're fucked up, it's... Seems wow! Yeah, out of the ordinary yeah, yeah. to right. me, you know. Like you didn't even wait. If we were shooting at ten and you were drunk, I mean, I get it. But like, yeah. you know, uh, that's always kind of surprising. But no, nah, honestly, I feel like most of the girls. I mean, porn definitely like houses a lot of weird ass chicks right. and dudes for sure. But I don't know. A lot of the girls, a lot of the girls are girls who are just hot. They don't want to fucking have a job. They don't want to like fucking you know have to go do some bullshit every day. They're kind of a lot of them are kind of like isolationists where they don't necessarily kick it with that many people and a lot of them kind of end up reminding me of like like I don't know the types of dudes I hang out with who like are not really trying to like fit into a box of like you know going and doing a nine to five every day and shit like that right. where I don't know and like the the porn dudes I know they're like exactly like the fucking drug dealers I know where they're just rolling around town just shooting content just getting a little bag with all these different girls over and over and over right. and I'm like you know shit I respect it I wish I figured that hustle out earlier well, how much Viagra I don't do it. is involved in this whole shit? Oh, in general, I think a lot. Like, I think a lot of people fuck with that shit, but I never did it. You never did it? No. I'm scared. Would, would you say it? If I did? You said yeah, you're scared? Yeah, yeah. Why are you scared? You know it kills know. cancer. I just yeah. feel like... It I kills feel, COVID, too. I feel like I'm, COVID, I'm COVID, doing really good. Yeah, with COVID. Saying, don't quote me on the cancer thing. Cut that out. Yeah. Don't quote uh, him on the COVID uh, thing, either. I'm doing good, and I don't feel like I want to I play with the... The with remedy the that I got gone. Dan Bilzerian was just trying to convince me to get on steroids. I'm like, I want to mess with my scenario, bro. I feel like I'm, I'm in a good place right now. Right. With my dick. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, was it because of how Kevin Samuels went out that may put the fear in you too? Because they said it was, a, you know, whatever he mixed. Really? Yeah. I heard them talking about the Red Bull, but I didn't think... The Red Bull mixed with... One of the pills, and then... Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I don't know. Then, I didn't hear yeah. that. That's crazy. I didn't hear that. That's I wild. knew he was sipping those Red Bulls, though. Yeah, he was he sipping those with, during the show. He had one of... I didn't Yeah, the sex pills definitely attack your heart, so, you know. I yeah, you got to be able one. to handle that shit. I figured that. I didn't hear that story, but when I heard the story of him dying after he was with the girl... I figured that it had something to do with a sex pill. I mm. did. But the Red Bull thing was weird to me because, like, I mean, I drink a couple coffees, cups, cups of coffee a day. Mm -hmm. I feel like most dudes I know do. I don't, like, feel like anybody's dropping dead from it. Is a fucking Red Bull that much worse? It's yeah. Excessive. Red Bull. Yeah. 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 And he, excessive. I think yeah. you compound it. Yeah. Right. Mm. Exactly. And watching his show. He, he was drinking, like, he three to four. Always he always had, he like, two or three. Drink. The doctor tell you that. Yeah. yeah. And I had I had one years ago, and my my best friend, I just ran up to him and was trying to go over something with him, and he was like, "Yo, are you are you all right? Like, the fuck is wrong with you?" I didn't think I was doing anything strange, but he was like, "Yo, you're talking a mile a minute. You mm. keep fidgeting." And I this is one can, and I just mm. it just tasted eyed. I was like, oh, "You cool. just like yeah, yeah, yeah." yeah. <laughs> but you don't know. I'm like, "Yeah, what the fuck is wrong with you?" Yeah, let's. I mean, let's. He was like, "Yo, yeah, he kept doing this." I started getting annoyed because we got to hurry the fuck up. Right. But meanwhile, he's like, yo, you like you want to yeah, sit down? You, like, you're he's worried about me. Right. That's one kid. Mm. This dude, Kevin Samuels, you watch his show, he's going through like, he's, he might have like two him. or three of them a night. Like, that shit is, just watching it, I was like. And the wrong sex pill, the, sex, the ones that's not natural, you know, that's the one that 
directly attacked your heart. You got to use like so. What, so which ones are the safe ones? Does everything? anybody know? The honey. The honey. The honey. Yeah, I know about that, honey. Don't you? You know about this. You know about this. <laughs> Yeah, right yeah, across yeah, the street. Yeah, right across right the street. No, the honey is safe. <laughs> the honey, nah, and what's the other that, one? The that horny that goat weed. Horny goat weed. I've seen, I've seen that package. Weed. No, what was what was Adam, Junior like, Reed talking about? I never did it. Yeah. Junior Reed was talking about. He said, uh, uh yeah. What, what, what was the thing that Junior Reed uh, said? Oh, it's root, 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 root ale, root, root ale, something like that. Root, roots wine. Roots, roots wine. Roots wine. Yeah, roots wine. Go with somebody who makes that. Uh, All right, well, you know, Coquito. There you go. It's Coquito for Jamaicans. There you go. That's wild. I'm just guessing. All right. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just guessing. Be careful with your heart, kids. The, the, girls, the, main thing I'm taking the girls that be involved in this, how many of them, because this is something I always wonder, you know, how many of them are like, um, that you might notice, like, might be sexual victims? Yeah. Mm. I wonder because, like, I feel like a lot of them probably wouldn't say it on an interview or whatever because they feel like it's not hot or whatever. They yeah. don't really want to get into something that serious on camera. You yeah. definitely hear about it, but yeah. you know, it's definitely a good percentage for sure. But nowadays, especially, I feel like girls just see the bag. They see the money. Yeah. They're totally well adjusted. They're totally like normal fucking girls that anyone would be able to get along with, and they just are like, "Oh, I can make six figures a month." Right. Fuck all this other shit. I'm just gonna yeah. do that, you know. They got so many. They they can go and seek an arrangement. Oh yeah, that that's a big thing right there. But, but the are, are, have you ever done a scene with a girl, but you had a conversation with her before, and like during the scene you're like, yo, she's fucked up, man. <laughs> <laughs> this is bad. This is bad. I'm kind of adding to this shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm adding to it. <laughs> Nah, because how can my dick not do anything but make it better? <laughs> I can't make it worse. You know? Oh, God. Like, what's my dick going to do to <laughs> If you hit the yeah, right wall, so. she going to be like, and then sit on the edge of the bed and have a flashback. Now, see, how come you didn't ask him how that was, if that was a real moment or that? That sounded like oh, that was straight <laughs> That was your open. That was your open. You should have took it. Was that a real moment? Like five times. Wow, okay, all right, cool. What, for, me, for me, I spent a whole night being a psychiatrist yes. in one of these chicks. That's the after effect. Mm -hmm. I had to, yeah. And, <laughs> and then when we eventually got to that, that was my thought. I'm like, yo, I'm kind of fucked up no. for this. But, you, but you she likes to win it. it. But she likes it. But you know, Bigger said something about, you know, Whatever. Women being, you know, have, going through that. Mm -hmm. Another thing that's taboo, a lot of those women are being molested by other women. A lot more than dudes. A lot of girls, yo, aunts. What? Way more than uncles. What? No, least, women are molesting yes. women. Yes. That's the young, her, yeah, that's I'm telling her. you. That's it's brand, a, I brand new. I didn't know yeah, about I, that. I didn't know that no, It's no, very taboo. Yeah, he's, not, but, he's not lying. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. A, like, a lot what, of times they think it's an uncle or a stepdad. It'd be, it's another woman. It'd be a step aunt, an aunt. Have you ever have you ever did the role play, the stepdad role play? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> you wasn't living that main old life? <laughs> I never had to do any kind of acting, really. 
Like, nah. One time I pretended to be a podcaster and we were filming the scene where <laughs> my, girl, my girl crawled under the table while Dude. I was interviewing this other girl and started sucking my dick while I'm doing the podcast. And it Dude. was it was super confusing because the table wasn't high enough for, and the chair was too high so there wasn't enough room for her to really get in there. So she was like, yeah. But when, anytime you film porn with like actual porn companies, they make you do a bunch of bullshit that is like not comfortable but looks cool on camera. Yeah. And every time we fuck girls on camera, like we are thinking about the camera because you gotta, you gotta open up, you gotta keep your arm out the way, yeah, no. you know, you gotta so, talk about the bag and yeah. shit. Yeah, you, you know? gotta kind of tilt your head yeah, so you're like doing back shots mm -hmm. from the side. And or, you all know, that. like when you're really fucking, you, you sometimes like you just get your dick in there and you're just kind of like, ah, you're like moving it back and forth yeah, in right. there. Mm -hmm. Porn is about ah, yeah. the, and the full. So what, what's the top three uncomfortable things that you have to do during porn? Yo, I swear I'll fuck my back up because I'll be going like this to make it look bigger. <laughs> and I, <laughs> that's the clip for YouTube right there. <laughs> and it took me a minute to realize that's why your back is sore. <laughs> because if you're filming like this, your shit looks tiny. If you're right. filming like, like this, this like, it looks huge. Yeah. Yo, Adam knows no. his angles. Are you serious? All right, that's one. All right, that's one. Angles. angles for real. All right, that's one. I see what you did there. <laughs> and one one time I had a girl, she was really excited to show off that she was a spinner. So she's she's oh, sitting man. on it and she starts spinning on it, which was cool, but I also kind of felt like she was giving my dick an Indian sunburn, like, yeah, like yeah, twisting like, the like, skin yeah, like, why? in a weird motion. So that was kind of weird. That was weird, yeah. yeah. The spinning, I don't know, what's what's the point of the spinning? It doesn't showing she off. She learned it's something. Showing off. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to try. So you can did a mention? Women, women sometimes do things that <laughs> I think they think is like sexy, yep. yeah. But it it's really doing nothing for us. Yeah. Sometimes I gotta be like, no, because I'll try to be licking my nipple and shit. And I'm yeah, like, that's one of the That's not cool. Thing. I don't like that. I, I, yeah, I'm not mad at that. No, See, I, I'm, I'm not. I'm not, I'm not, not here for that. that. I'm, not, I'm, I'm with no. Adam. I'm not. I've never dug that. Nah, yeah. I'm not mad at I that. I mean, I know it doesn't bother me, but it's also like. I don't, I don't want the camera to capture you doing that to me. I feel like I'm fucking breastfeeding you. <laughs> it's yeah, just too it's weird. Um, okay, you, what's three? Yeah, no. uh, well, I, I thought mean, that was three. I'm gonna, no. hold on. It, uncomfortable things? I mean, like, when you're doing anal, you, you can get shit on you. And there's a lot of different kinds of shit. And you will find out about all the different kinds. Oh, abandoned ship. Yeah, that's... <laughs> abandoned ship. That's kind of... Yeah. And, and, and you're all here. The cameraman's here. A the fucking the sound guy is here. So you know what you do. You go over to the bathroom and you get a paper towel and some soap and you clean that shit off your leg and you go right back to work. Right back to work. Yeah. 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 Like you didn't just get shit on. Back to work. Yeah. Acting like you're into it. Maybe you are, you know? Oh, uh, you went... <laughs> you went to that shit. He's a professional, yo. I honestly, yeah, I like compartmentalize. Like, I'm not thinking about other shit. I'm just like, I'm kind of there with a boner. Sometimes my girl like goes to like look in my eyes, and I can tell that she knows that I'm just like lost in thought, just having a boner. Cause like, just you just. Cause sometimes it looks so good that I don't want to look at what's happening. Cause then you'll. Yeah, it's like, like, I don't want to nut. Be so over. Yeah. I got three girls sucking my dick. It's like I, if I look at you and actually think it's about over. the scene is over. Yeah, if I think about how good that looks right. and how good it feels, that's yeah. bad. So I'm kind of like just looking at the brick wall, thinking like brick wall. So, so you kind of you kind of <laughs> don't get to enjoy it. You gotta yeah sometimes, but you know you still get to enjoy it for sure. I mean, for guys like we we go through the same thing. You know, you first time with a chick, you kind of like 
trying to show her like, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. you, you kind of take yourself someplace else. And yeah. But you, you are working. Like at the end of the day, yeah. you're working. It's a, right. it's yeah. a job. If you ever watch porn be made, it'll really this fuck you up. The dumbest yeah, shit it'll I've turn you seen. off from it. Yeah, yeah. You, you won't. It, it's like not it's the same. Like it's 10 hours sometimes. You hear the women talking to the dudes. You wonder why Viagra is in the picture because a woman will walk in there and talk about, is your dick hard? Can you hurry the fuck up? I got to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. And meanwhile, he's like, wow, that's really sexy. Thank you so much. Like, that's, that's exactly and what you, I need and you But hear. you still got to perform But he has to do that. the job. And that's why when I hear about the shit that the real porn dudes do, because for me, it's like, I get to fuck for 20, 30 minutes and I'm done. I go home. Like, these dudes, you, like, you have to shoot photos of you doing all the sex positions that you're gonna do. So you have to keep a boner while not even really fucking, just like having a fucking big ass boner doing all these photos. Then it's like, oh, okay, break down, set up different cameras, different lights, et cetera, et cetera. Then right. boom, you have to get hard again and you have to fuck her for 20 minutes in every different position. position. And when I hear dudes talk about that, I'm like, yo, like, yeah, that the, can't, the dudes that can't be and the girls evolve. Like you, you earned your fucking paycheck on doing that shit because yeah. that is some fucking shit right there. It's not sexy. Yeah, <laughs> that is not sexy. That Rico Strong interview. I think the best clip was him talking about how he fought that on, you know, the sexual case mm. and how he got like off on that. How he needed all the evidence. The nanny cams. The nanny cams saved his life because she was like, "Yo, he took advantage of me and." Whatever, whatever, and it showed he was like giving her water. She signed the waivers and everything. Right. Mm. And when Adam and even was, with the waiver, she was trying to go full. Got yeah. It. And his career the- took real damage from that too. You know, even if nowadays it seems like people have realized that he he wasn't in the wrong. It's still like you know the the porn companies they don't want some around if they have to worry about it. And no, everybody's not on the same page. So like, I mean, realistically, he probably you ever went through the something dog like that? shit out of her. Mm. Uh, not in the porn world, thankfully. But like in the hip hop podcast interview world, somebody mm. gave a false story. Of- I had some girls throw dirt on my name back in the day, but you know, get past it. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that's why. Mm. How how recent does the um the testing have to be? Two weeks. You got to get tested every two weeks. Every two weeks. Yeah. So like, I got burnt one time like six months ago, and it was just. I mean, the girl must have been tested for, you know, every every two weeks or whatever, and I'm sure she just went to the club and met some dude, and, like, that's, like, the thing you're not supposed to do if you're doing porn. You're not supposed to just fuck civilians who aren't tested. I'm sure that's what happened, and, right. you know, boom, I get hit. But Damn. that shit really sucked because I had to cancel, like, two weeks of shit until I could test clean. And Did your girl think you was cheating? No, because she got it, too. <laughs> she got oh, <laughs> yeah. shit. Yeah. Damn. That's tough. Yeah. That's tough. The testing place is... Send you birthday shout outs. That's the funny part to me. Really? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. They'll say happy. They'll, every, every year on the birthday, they'll send an email. Hey, happy birthday. We just want to. Checking to see if you're alive. <laughs> yeah, basis. What? It's super funny. It's super funny. They send you a birthday post. I'm a lucky man. Never had to go through none of this shit. You never got tested? No, I got tested. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got tested. But you know what? There's, there was a lot of times I, I did the nigga test. Y'all know what the nigga test is? Yeah. The girl gets tested. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. She don't Yo, you got good? it. You good? You I right? don't got it. Yo. Facts. I'm good. Yeah, I've been there. Good. Good. Yeah, that's How wild. Did, I, got a, I got a question, a little bit more of a serious note, I guess. Mm. Family. Mm. 
outside of all the fun shit that we're talking about and all the work shit, at the end of the day, you're like a full dad. Like mm. you're like a whole father. Yep. And you have a whole fiance and you have right. a whole family. You're really out here, Adam 22 and all that fly shit, but you're really out here on some family vacation shit, mm -hmm. doing sightseeing and touring like and there's gonna be PTA meetings coming and and you know, college admission boards and maybe even, you know, housing authority shit. Like there's there's things you're gonna, you know, HOAs and shit. Like there's all this regular dad shit that you have to be involved in right. that you don't get to necessarily leave Adam 22 out of. Right. I know a lot of I know a lot of boyfriends and a lot of husbands who left the business because when real life started showing up outside of work, it was that's where the ridicule was coming from. Uh, and it was hard on the kids. Right. Like how do you what's have you prepared for those moments? Have you thought about like what that looks like five years from now, ten years from now? I mean, I don't feel like anybody could ridicule me because I don't give a fuck, and my kids just gonna have to be on the same page as me. You know, like right. I don't know, like mm. like you watch that show Succession. I'm familiar with. There was a, a part in that show that just I love where like there was a journalist and she's just threatening. She's talking about all this embarrassing shit that she was gonna release about one of the characters, and she just says. We don't get embarrassed, and I was real. I really resonated with that because I'm like, that's how I felt my whole life. Like you can, you can throw anything at me. Like I'm, I'm, I'm cool. Like I'm not gonna let that perspective right, but, of me matter or whatever. But yeah, for me, I was like a dad. That's just super important to me because I feel like, I don't know. Like pretty soon after I had the kid, I just realized like, oh, I need to like really take time off to just witness this and observe this. And if I just keep grinding every day, all day, which is just what I've been used to like my whole life, then I'm just not gonna really get a perspective on on my kids upbringing so that shit is super important to me at this point and mm -hmm. I got no problem like taking time off going on family vacations my girl's got me going on all kinds of crazy trips she booked this summer just because I told her I wanted to take more time off to be able to focus on just really spending quality time with the kid and everything so I'm, I'm excited about all that shit you said like you know uh in terms like I am just trying to stay low I don't want to be like a public fucking Dad, like I was, I seen a dude tweeting about his school board, like talking about something that they were teaching in the school he didn't like the other day, and I was like, I'm never gonna involve my public platform with what the fuck is going on with my kids' school. Like you even, say that now, even just putting her on. You're right. Maybe I'll get mad about something. I want to put it yeah. on my Twitter, but yeah, like I don't know. Like like I just. Even putting my kid on my story and like letting the world share the joy that I'm having right now. Sometimes I just like to think about it like. You know, maybe I'm just not going to post her for the next year. Maybe I'm just not. Maybe I'll never post her again. Maybe I'll just let her and my thing with my kid just be our thing and just yeah. not ever have to hear about it again besides what the fuck happened to your kid. You know, like, right. I, I'm definitely glad that financially I don't have to be like a fucking family vlogger. Like, I know people who mm -hmm. they can barely spend time with their kids because everything's a photo shoot and a video shoot and trying to make content out of it. I'm so glad that I don't have to mix and mingle those streams together. Is, well, is it okay to know how old the, the kid is? One and a half. One, okay, one and a half. You got it. We got it. Yeah. There was a, a story um, recently of this, this chick that was on OnlyFans. Her son was in high school. Uh -huh. And the students found out his mother had OnlyFans. And I guess it caused turmoil between him and his mom because they were teasing him about it mm, like to the, point, to the point where he attempted suicide. Like cyberbullying. 
like du- dudes were like, yo, if I, I got a credit card account, I can send your mom an extra 50 bucks. She'll bust it open in front of the 7-Eleven. Mm. Mm. You know how the only thing, and the kid, he's not a, a punk. He tough, but every class, first, second, third period, 40 kids are like, look at your mom, look at your mom, look at your mom. Right. Knowing that, does that make, what's the process you're going to deal with your kids or your daughter? Like, are you Yeah, how do you, how do you protect them? them from that? I mean, my whole thing is that my kid is going to be exposed to this shit to, you know, slowly. Yeah. But like, you know, I, I bring her to parties at porn star friends of ours houses. You know, they got mm-hmm. the fucking nicest houses I ever seen and shit. And, you know, they're having kids. And like, my kid is just going to think that that shit is so normal. And I don't know. I mean, yeah, there's definitely a chance of like bullying happening at a certain point. But I mean, at the end of the day, like, I don't think there's anything wrong with what I'm doing. I think I could easily like raise my kid to understand that mommy and daddy do grown up shit. And then there's also the weird fact of like, bro, I'm 38. Like, what are the odds that I'm doing this still 10 years from now? You know, like I already like very clearly don't have to do this. I'm just kind of, you know, it's fun for me and my girl and like, you know, it is like, it's a bigger deal to her. Like it's a bigger percentage of her income than it is for me. But also it's like, I don't know, I kind of feel like by the time my kid knows what the fuck is going on, that it might be like a memory, which. Uh, The internet is forever though. Yeah, 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 for sure. But I mean, you know, you want to be my kid in general. Take the porn out of the equation. You want to be my kid with all the bullshit that I'm getting into public. I'm beefing with the Island Boys and shit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like it ain't gonna be easy on my kid either way. Like, right. they're just like, you know. But, but all right, for every kid like that, I mean, look at like Kim Kardashian's kids. Like, I'm sure that they've been they, homeschooled. They've been confronted by it. That's <laughs> a good point. Because, right. yeah. yeah. you know, and they got security. Yeah. But and here's the other thing too is. If my kid is in fucking fifth grade, you know what percentage of the other kids in there's mom's gonna have had a OnlyFans? Like porn is just not like it used to be back in the day where it was this tiny pocket of girls doing it. Like the number it's of a kids lot of girls whose yeah. moms are naked on the internet is like ridiculously they high. Post? And my kid gets to say, uh, yeah, well my parents are stupid rich off of this shit and I don't have to worry about nothing. So I mean, you know. Hey. We all played the games. Some people did a little better at it than others, you know? Right. That's fair. Here's hoping. Well, well, I wish you the best. Yeah. I'll say I'm not worried about it or I've never really worried about it, you know? But, I mean, that's the kind of thing that you just, you can't control. Have you considered it, though? Yeah. I mean, it's like crossed my mind because everybody thinks that that's the most genius uh, comment to leave. Is like, your kid is going to get bullied when he's older. Like, everybody says that. Like, like thinking it's funny, you know? No, but it's being actually like, like actual real situation. Like, yeah, it is. The fact that people like default to laughing at that, like, those are the people I block the yeah. fastest because mm-hmm. I'm just like, bro, you got to fuck up mentality, man. Because I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here with two fathers. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I, I hear the way they talk about their kids. Yeah. No matter what. Like, he, his daughter. Yeah, she, if she wants to piss me off, she shakes her butt. And then I chase her. <laughs> How old? She's seven. Oh, Jesus. And yeah, like, man. Like that's, <laughs> and then, because you know, she knows that. Yo, stop doing that. Don't do that. Like, yeah. I'm real protective of but and, and Bigger will stop the clock for, for his, his kids. You know what I mean? Like, be out by the car chopping it up. Yo, listen to this thing my son did. Yo, check this thing that, yo, yo, listen to this, blah, blah, blah. And me and him, you know what I mean? Like, he's got my number. That's how he first got my number was, hey, my kid is doing this, and I would like for you to, yo, no problem, absolutely, right. 100%. But right. I hear how they talk about their kids and how they try to protect their children from, what, and pr- protect and prepare. So my question is, 
how do you protect mm. and prepare like, I, I'll your, tell you story. your child for tell you. We got a while to figure it out. I was going to say that. Yeah, you have, you do. You got a lot of I got time. a nice little runway to figure out uh, how to ease her into it, you know? <laughs> for me, um, I remember my son was in first grade. You know, I was very involved, going to the school, talking to teachers and all that stuff, you know. Yeah. Like, you know, they were, oh, Mr. Edwards, he's very cool, very cool, very cool. But my son knew about the shit that happened on Smack. Yeah. Mm. He knew how to find it mm-hmm. on YouTube. So one day I was late to pick him up, and they had him in the office. And as soon as I walked in the office, he was hitting play on that shit. Why was he mm. timing it to play? No. He, no, he was already Just in the coincidence. office. coincidence. Uh, and he played it, and I heard it. Yo, son, yo, get out of my face, son. Oh, and I just saw the teacher's faces come up and look at me, and I was like, ah, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. This ain't a good look. And from that day on, some of them was cool, but some of them was like, you know, he's he thuggish, ruggish. I don't know, you know what he was doing before. So I felt the difference in people knowing, oh, he's into this, he's into that. Um, so you got a lot of time to figure that out, definitely. Homeschool might be an option. <laughs> yeah, Homeschool be, might be an option. I'll say this is that I know my kids are gonna be going to the best fucking private schools in the country, so <laughs> right. I'm not super worried about. It. I'm sure they have good anti-bullying protocols to get her through that that part. Because I feel like by the time you're really an adult, it's like, you know, I mean, you you have to like infect your kid with your attitude. Mm. And if my attitude is so much that I don't give a fuck what anybody says about me and I openly invite the criticism and I go out of my way to stir shit up because I want the smoke. It's like <laughs> at a certain point, my kid, I just, it's hard for me to imagine her not kind of getting that from me at a certain point. Right. But I guess, you know, I got a lot to talk about parenting. Yeah. Okay, so speaking of wanting the smoke. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, what's the issue with you and the Holland boys, bro? Like, <sighs> What's the real problem here? Like, <laughs> what is it? So for the record, I interviewed them before they were the Island Boys, before they penned the, we the what? Island Boys. Island, what, what were they before that? <laughs> Fly Soldier and Red 4X or whatever the fuck his name Fly is. Fly Soldier and Red 4X. Yeah, but they were like viral as shit for just arguing with people on Instagram Live and shit. And like, part of me felt like, I have a hip hop platform. Like I can't fuck with these dudes because it's too lame and it's too corny. But then at a certain point I was like, nah, you know what? It's so lame and so corny that I just have to do it. Like it's so good. <laughs> and I interviewed him and it was fucking huge, millions and millions and millions of views. And like, yeah. and then um, you know, we didn't talk that much after that. They got mad because uh somebody on my social media team posted a video of them getting booed in the club. They played at Live. <laughs> yeah, I saw and everybody yeah. booed them. Yeah. They were mad as if it didn't Why are you laughing with joy? Why are you laughing with joy, bro? It was fucking hilarious. Because Liv is all grown, sexy, adults, yeah. whatever. Yeah. And then you got these two dork ass kids with their little tactical vests and shit. <laughs> You're getting too much joy out of it. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, but he, he probably hates whatever they're doing but, out in the world. So I did this business podcast yeah. with this dude, Graham Stephan. And he's like the whitest dude you ever met. And he just goes like, Mac, it's okay. It's okay, bro. It's okay. How many times did it's you watch that? It's the most he's ever laughed. I'm so proud like, to be part of this. Yo, this is insane. Yo, I've never seen this. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm sorry. All right, so this dude, business asked, podcast. This dude asked me, are they like geniuses? Like viral geniuses. And I was like, no. 
they're dummies. You know, basically, it's just what I said. They're just, they're retards. Like, they don't know what the fuck is going on. Right. And uh, they saw it. Somebody clipped it. They saw it. You know, I, I figured I was doing the whitest podcast ever, that they weren't going to see it. <laughs> Which I don't really, I didn't care that they saw it, but like, in retrospect, like, damn, I could have been a little nicer, you know? But nicer. I was really talking like it was just me and you, you know? Like, right. And uh, they were very upset about it and started mm -hmm. threatening me, and I just, I blocked them after a while because it just got kind of ridiculous. Kind of corny. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, they're like the least, like, I mean, if I was going to beef with any rappers on earth, it would probably be them. It would, you would beef with them? If I had to have murderous street beef with anyone, it would be them. Because they're going to blow it. Gonna, I don't know what they're going to do, but they're just not. Oh, I don't man. think so, man. Listen. Oh, God. All right, oh, Takashi. Yeah. Ah. Go. Will you guys ever reconcile? Me and 6 9 or me and the Island Boys? No, 6 9 Oh, Because nah. the way... Y'all came up, not together, but like how you were first, one of the first people to give him that look on No Jumper and um, how you ascended to the you know, heights as well. It was a nice you know, collaboration. Mm -hmm. So seeing y'all go oh, yeah. back and forth, it always feels like it's such a deeper interaction, a deeper beef between y'all because of the personal connectivity between y'all two. Let me tell you how Thirsty 6 9 was to get my attention. Okay. So, I came here back in the day, right, when he was still on Zero. I had some label meetings, whatever, typical yeah. New York City tour for somebody out of town, right? right. Mm -hmm. And so I went back to uh, one of the label dudes' houses, listening to some records and smoking weed or whatever, and there's this one rapper dude I knew who had been hitting me up nonstop, mm -hmm. and he was like, just this like, wannabe rapper dude or whatever, and I'm still kind of like really early in the game, so I'm like still kind of having conversations with random ass people in the DMs and shit, mm -hmm. and he's like, yo, I got these two bitches who want to fuck you. And I'm like, uh-huh, okay. Like, come slide. You know, like, uh, slide through. Sounds like a terrible idea now. I'll never do anything. Yeah. You know? Because, you know, just the danger element. Yeah, you know? yeah. it's not, it's a setup. And, and so he shows up and he got this goofy-ass dude with bad skin and green hair, right? And it's 6ix9ine, but I never even heard of 6ix9ine at this point because this is like 2015, early 2016 or some shit like that. And so we go back to the hotel and I fuck these girls. And, uh, <laughs> and, and 6ix9ine's kind of like, oh, the, one, the dude that I met up with, he got so drunk that he was puking in the toilet while I was hitting the girls, right? So 6ix9ine is in the room while you smashing the two joints? But he's kind of like attending to his homie who's puking. So, so But you, then he's kind of like peering out through? and like peeping me fucking these girls, right? <laughs> right. And it's awkward. But there's a, yeah, there's, a, there's a vlog from this night if you want to see this happen. It's called, it, I titled it, Oh What a Night, for the record. And it has like 2 million views now because so many people figured out that... This is what happened in this video, right? Right. And so uh, after that, you know, he's got my math and everything, and he's just hitting me over and over. He's trying to, he's trying to do the interview. Because at that time, like, if you were an up-and-coming SoundCloud rapper, like, now I could think of a bunch of different platforms that you could go on to get some attention. Right. But it was really, like, No Jumper was the only one that was doing the type of rapper that he was. Like, I was, just, I was telling you about being over there with Duke and Hellrell. Right. I remember Hellrell, it must have been the same trip, I remember Hellrell saying... What's some yeah. shit you like? What's some, what's some cool shit that you'd be listening to? And I put on the 6ix9ine and Trippy Red song because it was popping off. And that's what made me want to interview him was that song. And I just remember Hellrell looking at it with disgust. Like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> and then... Uh, Shout out to Hellrell. Yeah. And then I did the interview. Yeah. And it was big. It was but there was one time where I seen him after that. And uh, 
it was right after the shit came out about him and the girl, the little girl, the 13-year-old or whatever, which, to be totally fair, I felt like he kind of got, like, a crazy rap for that when, realistically, he just, it sounds like he showed up to a video shoot and there was a girl there naked and he didn't know how old she was and they had her in some video or some shit, which... You know, it's not cool no matter how it happened, right. but it's yeah, like, it's it, not cool. it didn't really like actually seem that predatory to me once I looked into it, but I right. seen him right, like, I swear it was like the day that came out and you know, like he's, he's a smart guy. Like he could, he could pick up my vibe and you know, I shake his hand. I'm, I, I just see him at like a random store down the street from my store and we shake hands and I'm just like, how you doing? And I, I, I was quick with the conversation and I think he picked up on the vibe that I was like very skeptical of him at that moment mm, right. and we, we never talked again after that mm-hmm. besides me talking shit about him and respo- him responding but mm-hmm. you know I, I don't want to have anything to do him. I really think he's just like a fundamentally bad guy and I think that it's such bullshit when people are like well he, he's not a street dude so him telling us whatever it's like bro you don't need to be a fucking street dude you know mm-hmm. like if fucking we all have guns on us right now and the cops come in and I'm like nah he got a gun I'm not in a gang or nothing, but I'm fucking, I'm a bad person if I put it on you. And right. in particular, if it's like, put it on him so you don't have to take it yourself. Right. Mm. I mean, like, you don't need to be a fucking crip to be able to do that math that that makes him a scumbag. And especially when the consequences are like, no, these dudes went to jail for 15 years. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I, see, I see it so much closer, too, because, like, I really think that he made up the thing about shoddy fucking Sarah from the ground up. I think he just made that up because I don't think they did that. I don't really like see Sarah really wanting to fuck Shoddy so bad that she would cheat on her fucking superstar rapper baby daddy to fuck with this dude. I don't really mm. see him necessarily. Like I don't know. Well, I don't, well, you and, know and we don't never know. do anything. But I don't. I never. I know. Her. I think she's she, a pretty good but, person. But, I don't think she let's did put that. Put it this way: she knows her man, mm. and she knows the men that her man is around. Which one would you be more attracted but to? But I don't think... That's her, her take. You I know also I mean? don't think Shoddy, as much of as a, a fucked up dude he may or may not have been, I don't really see him fucking up his like sole opportunity to right. get some pussy with a girl who don't look that different than five million other girls around here, right? right. I personally don't know, but you'd be surprised. Yeah, no. For sure. still, I mean, people still, do dumb shit, torpedo their whole life to get pussy for sure. You, you still yeah, make yeah. a good point. Like, it's the, I, I, I hear where you're coming but from. He but he denies it so hard. I feel like I'm a pretty good judge when somebody's it? lying. Shadi denies it and she denies it. So I just use that as an example to say that I think that that's a lie that he made up from the ground up because that's the only thing that he says when people give him a hard time about snitching. You wouldn't snitch if dudes was fucking your baby mama. That's like the only thing he brings up because that's the best and people kind of latch on to it because it's a very relatable scenario, yeah, I guess. Yeah, but they forget yeah. that he actually committed crimes. crimes. When you're putting yeah. hits, hits on, on people, people, you're a gangster. Like, yeah. that's yeah. a criminal, that's criminal shit. I hate when they, my, my, the, the one, the scapegoat I hate is he wasn't really a criminal. He wasn't really a street life. Right. He wasn't, I don't care if you're a nine to five L7 accountant. The second you put a hit on somebody and you have the money to make, and it's not a joke. I got a 30-pack. The second that happens, criminal. That is criminal activity. Like, there's no getting around that. I don't care who you are, what your resume says. That's some criminal shit. Personally, I think there was a lot of mistakes made in that situation. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. if you really, really about that life, and I think, you know, some people, they look for a come up so much mm-hmm. that you kind of compromise your own morality by the people you associate yourself with. We all see it all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know. How do you avoid... 
That's definitely what it was. Those, I mean, if you just listen to the story of the narrative, those guys were starving. They were hungry. They had an opportunity with the young boy to, he was already in the music, you know, he was mm -hmm. already doing his thing. They got an opportunity to deal with him, give him a little back, and they was looking to get themselves out of their situation. And it was an unfortunate thing. How do, how do you deal with that? Math, added, that was an excellent, you compromise your own uh, integrity, your own mm -hmm. morality. Associate. That's a thin line that you're you're on with between the people that you have the people you interview. Well, sleeping on the floor, it ain't much integrity. <laughs> he's, he's not on the floor. No, no, no. When, he's saying, when you're sleeping he, on the not, floor, he's got multiple die. floors in his house. He's not. He's not <laughs> yeah, on the floor. It's a different type of yeah. floor. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah, he's on the top floor. Like he, the floor he could sleep on. No, his right. thing is so. Home. My <laughs> point. My my question is: You have there's everybody in here has done an interview. Everybody in here has avoided certain interviews because. It would fuck with our moral compass mm. for yeah. whatever reason. I've yeah. had a conversation with him. Conversation. I know I've definitely done it. Avoid. Dude could be popping. He's he's top tier. Nope. Not gonna do it because I know for a fact this other. How do you nope. how do you circumvent that with a platform like yours mm. and an attitude that you don't you don't care who's judging? How do you make those two mix where you keep your moral compass going? I mean, it's two things. Where number one, I mean. I'm not opposed to interviewing snitches and lowlifes and pieces of shit because well, all right. I'm not looking at my podcast as a cosign of like, this guy's a good guy. Right. You know, like I see Vlad interview snitches and I'm like, why wouldn't he? He's not a street person, not a gang member, whatever. Mm -hmm, and then I mm -hmm. see guys like Gillian Wallow, who I heard about them turning down guests 100% because they snitched. And I respect that because they right. come from a different background, whatever. So I, I could definitely see myself interviewing a, a bad person for sure. But at the same time, like, that would only be for me being interested in it because it's not like any interview I do moves the needle for me, really. You would know? you interview 6ix9ine again? I wouldn't interview him because I don't like him and I think he's a bad person and I would much rather be a part of his downfall than his attempt at resuscitating his image. You well, know? shit. I ain't mad. I mean, shit. I, mean I just don't mean? fuck with Cud. He's a fucking weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, speaking of which, what is your thoughts on this whole Jay Prince and WAC 100? Wait, 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 oh, wait. I, I, have not, I, I was supposed to ask the question. <laughs> I, I apologize. I was supposed to ask the question. Rewind it back. How far into WAC 100's pocket are you? Mmm. Mmm. Wow. Because when I heard him say that, I said, oh, yeah. yeah. How do you how do you take that? I saw that, and at first I was kind of pissed because I, I started to I saw a couple of tweets being like, Wax said he's extorting you. And I'm like, what the fuck? So I'm I told it immediately, him. YouTube, Adam 22, <laughs> reverse chronological order, boom. Like, let's hear the clubhouse conversation. Yeah. And all I heard was him talking to fucking Hassan and saying, that's nephew. He in my back pocket, which I understand how that phrasing is a little. Yeah, it <laughs> yeah, does sound yeah, a little my weird. Back pocket. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but it's where you keep your wallet. What yeah. he was really <laughs> saying to Hassan was yeah. he was saying, "I could get you an interview with Adam." Which, to be honest, he could have because I would have interviewed Hassan for the same reason you interviewed him. He's a fucking super interesting guy, you know. Right. And uh, I never took that in any type of way. Obviously, Wax said a lot of other crazy shit in the course of those phone calls, but. Nah, like, because Wack even, Wack always brings this up whenever anybody brings that up, where he says, like, he has brought me multiple artists and said, Adam, 
this is a guy that I'm managing. Will you interview him? And I was just like, nah, I don't think he's ready yet. I don't think he's big enough yet. Maybe, maybe one of my guys who does podcasts on the channel can interview him. Right. And, you know, like sometimes he's brought me other stuff and we did it. You know, it's like realistically, I, I say no to like I'm not when I, I've said no to doing interviews to like the scariest people in rap. Realistically, like the craziest. Who, who's the top three? I'm going to just whack, whack and whack. Whack, whack, whack. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not throwing anybody else in the mix. Right, right. But I don't, I don't feel like I'm doing something offensive or something that somebody would want to do something to me when I say that. Right. Because when I, when I think of someone doing a, an interview, but like, that's that's kind of jumping out of the back pocket. No, I'm, I'm not in the pocket. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever fucking you jean shorts he's yeah, rocking, I'm you? not in. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> not right. jeans. Uh, now, whack, whack got a healthy jean shorts collection. I'm pretty sure, but. Nah, uh, I don't know. Like, I just I, okay. If I was a and R and an artist right now, if I had an artist, who he does his first interview with is a massive decision. And I think mm. that you should do it at the very right moment in your career. You mm-hmm. should build up a level of interest in you before you do an interview, and you shouldn't really do an interview until your music is popping to a certain extent, Thank because you. people need to be interested in you before you give them an interview. So when I say, no, nah, I don't think he's ready for the interview yet. I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm doing you a favor because I'm telling you what my opinion is and presumably you think that I have a decent idea of how an artist's career should go. Right. And when I see a new artist and they're on every single platform and they're trash at doing the interviews, I'm just like, bro, this is so stupid. You only get to be new once. Yeah. And like, if you are 19 doing every single interview platform, you know, like you're just kind of like closing the curiosity gap for a lot of fans. Like they feel like they figured you out. Like I had, I had one artist who was so mad that I wouldn't interview him, and I never ended up telling him. I should probably tell him, but I was like, I watched one of his, I watched his Vlad interview. It was trash. I saw Vlad doing a valiant effort trying to get some answers out of him. The shit sucked, mm-hmm. and then his music never took off. So if I, if I wanted to be mean to him and just tell him the truth, that's what I'll probably tell him. Is like, well, you kind of just told him. Yeah, yeah. yeah he don't know yeah. what I'm talking about. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. I'm sure he does. If he but, watches this, he you will. know, it's like I don't feel like I'm doing you some massive disrespect when I'm like, no, he's not ready for the interview yet. I feel like I'm just kind of giving you some common sense advice, you know. Have yeah, you spoken with Wax since he said yeah, that? Yeah, he called into the live show on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Fucking. Talking about the Jay Prince thing, which I don't really, I don't know whose side to take in that because, mm. like, okay, you know the situation is that there's this video footage of Larry Hoover doing this epic ass interview telling everything, and he did it with this woman, and she's been sitting on it for years, and Jay Prince had a deal, I believe, in place to give her some relatively small amount of money for the footage so that they could use it in this documentary. Somehow, at some point, Wack gets in contact with her and is like, no, that footage is worth way more and starts basically representing her, negotiating with Jay Prince. Now everybody else in rap seems like they're concerned with being on good terms with Jay Prince, and clearly Wack doesn't give a fuck, which is Mm. what makes this whole thing interesting. I don't really know, because I mean, what Wack is doing there is like, if you are Jay Prince and you expect him to do right by you, yeah, that is kind of fucked up, you know? Like if I fucking contact your realtor and I'm like, no, he could charge him more for that house. Like, that's fucked up, like, right? But Wack, like, what is Wack's allegiance to Jay Prince? Like, it sounds like he's kind of just representing the chick on a, I don't know, if everything's on the up and up, I guess I could see the side of it, but, I mean, obviously that's him drawing a line in the sand and saying, like, no, I don't fuck with you. Like, you're going to have beef with me forever now. Mm. I probably wouldn't want to press that button with Jay Prince. Right. But, I mean, Mm. if he wants to smoke, hey, more power to him. Mm. That's kind of, that's kind of alarming. Because these, these things are public. You know what I'm saying? 
Like, it, it, it's like, it, do you believe it or do you not believe it? Believe what exactly? Like, the, the whole scenario, the whole story. Like, how, like how does this play out? They're doing interviews, but it's supposed to be a problem. Well, you dig what I'm saying? It's only going to be a problem when both parties collide. But right they could probably never, ever Math. meet again. We know how Jay Prince moves. We know how wacky. See, see, I don't want to put... If we're going to talk like that, oh, we're not then gonna it talk shouldn't like that, be Because I got in trouble for how... You dig what I'm saying? That whole... Like, if I got a problem with somebody, I'm not talking about them. Listen. You feel what I'm saying? Listen. You, like, that's... It, it's just... I don't, I, don't, I don't know what's cap anymore. I don't no, know no, what's, no. I'll tell it's, you. It's hard to tell. Because like, I can't imagine that these people that's been, that's been in the streets for so long could be could be that naive to think that if we publicly beef and something happens to this person, where do you think they're going to look? Attention is the new currency, though. I, I feel you. Attention but you know, is some people currency. don't give a fuck. Some Attention are, is a new currency. Some people are still about that life, and they're hardwired to still talk that talk, knowing that there's a lot of energy on them. Math, how much, how much beef happens over money? A lot of it. A lot. Money, right? women. No, no, no. Disrespect. More, more, no, 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 no. More stay, beef no. happens over women. But, but stay, where, stay where we are. How much beef happens over money? A lot. Right. If attention is the new money, how can you be shocked when people are beefing for attention? But I think whack is probably more motivated by money. Money in equals, this specific case. If you certain people, because there are certain people who can who have the ability to turn attention into money. Not everybody can, but there are certain people high up enough where. All attention equals cash. I believe the people we're discussing are in that boat. But let's say that like Wack thinks that that lady could get a million dollars for that footage instead of twenty thousand, and mm -hmm. let's say Wack is going to get twenty percent. I mean, two hundred thousand dollars worth of attention is a lot of fucking attention. Like I think Wack would would be probably motivated by like making a hundred grand or two hundred grand a lot more than. But and I mean because I mean I'm not maybe he believes the shit he says about managing six nine. I mean, well, I can't I, think of a reason he's managing six nine besides money, right? Maybe but, it's attention play. Maybe it's kind of a little bit, but, but did you notice money, it's right? kind of similar? Like six nine was doing the same shit, exactly. And now you see he the, learned it. But there's all all this, everything we're talking about still centers from attention. You can raise the price because of the attention you put on the situation. If I if I shine a big ass spotlight on this thing happening. I look like the good guy because I came out of nowhere and rescued this woman and got her all this money. But I don't know if Wack even made it public because I feel like Jay Prince made it public because to Wack, he would probably be just as fine negotiating in private because they could also just stall him out and be like, okay, you don't, the documentary's not happening. We're not giving you the footage. Boom. I'm, so I'm, that doesn't have to be public. I'm, pre I'm pretty sure the but, overall <laughs> scheme with most things that I've seen come from that specific space is all public. It never stays quiet. So is, is this the new promotion? Is this the new, new, new marketing? You think they're coming together to boost up the storyline so a bigger network can say, hey, guys, we've seen this on No Jumper. We've seen y'all talking about it on My Expert no, Opinion. What no, is because it's getting deeper than that. Now you got WAC 100 posting paperwork saying that his son snitched and all types of, well, or insinuating. I can't say that he put the actual words snitch. I'm not... I'm not 100% mm -hmm. on that. But insinuating that, you know, 
his son is, is, you know, on papers. He just got away with saying he extorting half the industry. Then there's so, that. You know. The problem is this is, the new marketing. You know this guy. I don't. But I would just, that sound, if any of that shit is true about him holding shit over people's head for money, I mean, I don't really think it's a cloud thing. I think it's a money thing. Mm. And I think Wack is one of the few dudes left in the game who is like, no, fuck you. I don't care about your respect or getting along with you. If I see an opportunity to get a bag, I'm just going to go for it on some real old school shit, whereas everybody nowadays wants to get along. Right. He seems like he has a real capacity for doing things that he knows will piss people off just because he stands to gain from it. And I mean... Remember the integrity thing we talked about earlier? Mm. As far as like, what, what, where's your moral compass? Right. What wouldn't you do past a certain point? Right. I think that's why most people have an issue with it the things they see from him yeah. is because morally the codes you say that you enforce or the things you say that you're about the antithesis of what you're doing is it seems to be the antithesis of what you're doing for money but like with the six nine shit if he can make that make sense in his head and he feels like he's still giving out a coherent uh idea of who he is i mean hey that's I, I don't personally really judge him for that, but I know there's definitely people in the streets who judge him for that more than me. Mm. But, I mean, at the end of the day, you got to make it on I'm not judging. This is just an observation. This is just what I'm seeing. Like, mm. whatever you do, whatever floats your boat or finds your lost remote, knock yourself out. I'm just observationally, when people say why they have an issue with him, I see and, where and, it comes and from. And I'm going to say, say this. I got a call from someone in Kanye's camp. Shout out to that person. You know who you are. When we... When I sat with Hassan, Hassan talked about the whole uh, Wack 100 and Storton Kanye with the tape from Kim and da 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 da. This person called me to rectify it, saying that Game and Kanye have always been cool, regardless to whatever, and that wasn't a situation. But the perception of it is one minute you're talking about you got a tape that you'll only sell, sell to Kanye, and the next thing is Kanye in the studio with Game. Releasing a single with Game like two weeks after his album came out. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I still am like looking at that situation like, yeah, I don't know. So mm -hmm. now people are feeling like, yo, what's really going on here? Mm. Now, Game is a great artist, but you, 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 you associated with this guy that people are starting to feel like he's not a good guy. He's not doing the right thing out here. He's not about the culture. He's about the bag. And that, you know, if you're about the bag, that's cool. But now you're tied to other people that people are starting to look at funny because that's your man's. Yeah. You dig what I'm saying? Mm. I've heard it said, but I mean, I don't know. Do you think, do you think that that was, a, that was an extortion situation? I mean, for me as a person sitting on the couch, it all seems quite convenient. And it seems like a series of events that it's hard for me to imagine why it happened in right. another way. Right. But, I mean, you know, I, I feel like the extortion thing, it's so often there's like an alternate explanation where the same series of events is just kind of being misrepresented to the public a little bit. Like, I, I don't know. I mean, could it be? I don't know. You, you know what extortion is, though? Yeah. I mean, but maybe explain it, you know, from your culture. Maybe I, it's a disconnect on what I mean, extortion is. Extortion as in like, you know, getting someone to do you a favor or give you something in exchange for you doing something for them or not doing something for them, you know? So like, does it have to be something that like someone extorting you, does it have to be aggressive? 
No. And in fact, I think it's probably better done than a friendly exactly. man. Exactly. So yeah. you actually act like your friend, correct? Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm just getting back. In our community, mm. if someone says that I in his back pocket, he didn't say that you were in his back pocket. So just rewind that he said he was in your back pocket. In our community, that's extortion for sure. Mm. Somebody's in my pocket, that means he's in my pocket. Pocket, right. Then you said that, because he probably thought he could get her son on the show. That's still a form of extortion, you know. If he's saying that he got connection with you where he could get, you know, put her son on the show, he's saying, I have... He's going to do what I tell him, basically. Under my wing, but, he do what I tell him to do. But Wack can give you all these other examples of artists who he stands to financially benefit from more than uh, Hassan, who I've told him, no, nah, I don't think they're ready. You know? So it's right. like, the Hassan thing, when he said that, I took it as Adam would want to interview you, and I can line it up. Because in that call, which I thought was kind of crazy, Hassan is like, nah, no jumper, they're big. Like, they ain't going to fuck with me. And I'm like, what? Like, bro, you're like an actual popping-ass YouTuber. You see how crazy that episode right. of 6 9 and shit? Mm-hmm. And that was after that, too. Right. Like, I was like, when I heard him say that, I was going through the moment of, like, watching all his fucking videos on his channel and just being like, yo, this dude is crazy. <laughs> no, he is. So, I mean, <laughs> I mean, the question, honestly, the question is, because Wag is not, I never gave Wack a dollar. I talked to Wack on some chill shit. Wack honestly called me the other day and just had like the most pleasant fucking conversation I ever had with anybody of just like, I just want to tell you I, res- I respect everything you're building. I love what you're doing for LA. And uh, you know, I got mad love for you and, and just yo, thank you for everything. Yo, listen, Hassan was like this. What? No jumper? <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> They're big. <laughs> 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 is, is there any interview you regret doing because it went left or you just was a waste of time? You just, or a, an artist that really let you down, they didn't live up to the expectation of what you thought it was going to be? Uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, Black China, that shit sucked. She walked out on me. It took about 18 minutes, if I remember correctly. Mm. Wow. She just wouldn't give me nothing. She wanted to talk about her music career. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck? No, I mean, talk so, about all so these lit rappers you bang. No, but I tried, to, I tried to like really do like a real conversation with right. her, and she just wasn't having it. She was so evil and mean and weird. And, but the cool shit about that was that Amber Rose hit me like right after because she hates her and like was like, hey, I want to do an interview. Boom, got a fire interview with her in. Amber yeah. Rose. So I was hyped on that. Oh wow! <laughs> I heard she's amazing. When one Easy. door opens, oh, yeah. I'm closes and other door. Amber Rose got the Yo, mm. I know, like, uh, like it's amazing. I heard, yo, like amazing. It's hands. It's shot, yeah. shot, uh, Amber. Uh, it's a spectacle. Would you have shot something with Amber Rose or Black China if the opportunity, you know, if the numbers? Oh man, bleep this guy, <laughs> man! What this is what he do? You can't do that, bro. What? You can't sexually preposition other people. You can't do that. If they want to enter the porn game. Yes, yes, I will happily glide them in there. But I don't feel like they probably don't need me, man. They don't need me. They're gonna be alright. Yeah, I just well, we're gonna take a short break. But. Yeah. That he got robbed by three military grade dudes with machine guns. They had me in the office writing paperwork for months. And people really believe that right there on Mex from Queens. He said it happened right there where the L I double R is. 
Parsons and no, yes. uh, uh, Hillside and um, yeah, Hillside. Fuck. Jamaica and Archer. Yeah, I know I, you, where, where the Long Island Railroad is. Yeah, and you know where That's the, the courthouse is. Something. What? Something. To, what? Yeah. Something Boulevard. No, I was picking him up, and then he was late. And I said, yo, bro, we got to go. He's like, yo, wait for me. I got to go get we, some we chicken. We running this? It's good? It's good. It's, so he's like, I got to go get some chicken. I said, all right, cool. So I called my supervisor. I said, yo, we out. This guy went to Popeye's. I ain't got time to wait for him. Boom, left. They said, yo, you can't leave, dude. Like, that's not against protocol. I said, I follow protocol. It's whatever. He said, it's going to bounce back on us. Like a week later, they pulled me in the office. They said, yo, you watched a robbery happen? I said, what do you mean? They said, this guy said, you watch three men with three machine guns come in and steal his fake leg and da 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 da. I was like, y'all believe that shit? On something Boulevard. Somebody, that's what I said. Three I said, with machine guns stole a fake leg. I said, that's the second busiest area in Queens. And no one saw this? They got machine guns, and what they chose to take was a, was fake, a fake leg. leg. Now, I said the same How thing. How much those go for? On no, 5000 Not enough. Three like to the 5, cost of one of the guns, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, 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 but first of all, you need yeah. three machine guns. Exactly. Like, that's nigga, what I said. I was going to be, I said, that's what you took? Yo, they believed it. I was there. Nah, they didn't believe that Dead shit. Dead ass. They ain't just wanted you out of there, bro. Oh, no, they, that's it. They just wanted no, you gone. They, did, they sent me the, every month they would send me the sensitivity training because they couldn't fire me. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, they're you like, were, damn, this guy. Oh, you was in the union or something. You and sensitivity nope. training makes all the sense Yo, of the world. At the time, people didn't even believe I had the job. I would take two months off, no call, no show, go do, run around, go on tours, come back. That's so it's like, how are you keeping this shit? Well, since we're on the topic of, of crazy shit. Uh-oh. Sir. Adam 22. <laughs> stop texting. Uh-oh. <laughs> What's up with Crip Mac, man? <laughs> What's up with that guy? I fuck with Crip Mac, Crip Mac, though. I fuck with him. But, like, what's up with him, bro? The whole room started giggling when you said that. <sighs> shit. I mean, I seen a video of him, like a YouTube short with, like, 300, 400,000 views at one point of him just banging his set and saying all the shit that he says. Yeah. And I was just like, like that interview, honestly, the first one I did more than anything, I just wanted to meet him. I was like, I mm. gotta see if this guy's actually like this, you yeah. know? And he came in and he was, I mean, he, he pretty much just is like that. Like he kind of is a different version of himself every time he comes in, I feel like. Right. Um, and I think he has schizophrenia or something. So like, and I also feel like it's like, different levels of drunkness or highness or whatever. Like, I've seen him high as fuck where he's kind of weird and, like, sometimes he's drunk and just having, like, such a great time and shit. So, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of different versions of him. But, I mean, I, I think he's a great guy. I mean, he's, it's, it sucks seeing what happened to him because he's pretty much just getting taken advantage of left and right by everybody who claims that they're trying to help him out. But, you know, mm. I don't know. He's about to go sit down for, like, a year, he said. A year? Mm -hmm. For what? A gun. Oh, oh shit. Well, that'll do it. Mm. He's not a person who should be without a gun, realistically. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I think yeah, I think I understand what you're saying, but I'm like, I, I guess you're pro NRA. Oh yeah, but I uh, mean, just for him, I mean, okay, his his probation or whatever said he couldn't leave LA. Because realistically, I mean, he could move to fucking Vegas or Kansas or some shit and probably never have to deal with any of the gang shit. But in LA. 
Yeah, he's a controversial guy. And there's a lot of people who well, probably would what, like to. What's L.A. like now? Because I know, like, with this Rico thing that's going on with all, all the gang sets, I battled somebody out there mm. that was a part of a set, and I did some research on him. I like to, I like to be factual mm -hmm. when, mm. I'm, when I battle. So, like, if I'm going to say something, I'm going to say something that's, that you could look up and be like, oh, shit, this shit is real. So I looked a bit, I, I got his rap sheet. I got some, you know, some info here and there. But when I got the information, they were like, yo, stop asking about this guy because he's on that list. And I'm like, what list? And it was like the terrorist list. That's what they consider gang members now. So there's like a, there's a clean neighborhood act where they're kind of like moving in on all these gang related uh, rappers or whatever because these guys are considered terrorists mm. at this point. And to be honest, you, you, you can kind of like make sense of it. When you think about Larry Hoover and what he went down for, mm -hmm. it makes... Yeah, it's not, it's not a far You know, it's not far-fetched. <laughs> the guidelines of what's considered a terrorist. Right. I mean, we've been dealing with that when George Bush declared urban terrorists. When that, he declared urban terrorists, he was talking about the inner city people he was talking mm -hmm. about, right. you know? So what, what's it like in L.A. now? Like, I mean, I didn't even know about all that, so that sounds crazy. But uh, I, yeah, mean, I, I broke this whole shit down in the battle with Geechee Gotti. Okay, right, yeah. Because I, I went to the, uh, that, like, Drake birthday battle. That was the first battle yeah. I ever went to, and it was, like, all Crips. Like, right. all Crip on Crip bars. So yeah. That was, that was pretty wild. But, <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> I mean... I don't know. I mean, shit definitely just goes down all the time. You hear about crazy-ass gang-related shit going down. I mean, it's definitely, I think, less than it was at a certain point in mm -hmm. history. And, like, when I've gone to, like, different projects in L.A., like, I always kind of ask that. Like, what, compare this to, like, 1995. Compare this to 2010, et cetera. And, like, they always kind of act like shit has cooled down a lot. Because, like, in the actual neighborhoods, they'll have hella cameras. It's yeah. so much easier to track somebody's license plate mm -hmm. or right. whatever. So, I mean, I, I, knowing that, it's kind of crazy to imagine how shit must have been going down back in the day. day without it. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, dudes are definitely, I mean, it's the most gang-oriented fucking city on earth. I mean, it's like, it's, it's such a inseparable part from it. But, like, with the YSL Rico, that kind of made me start thinking, like, okay, well, how many people in L.A. have a street thing that pretty much has the same name as their official thing. Right. And they're just banging their gang, but it's also their LLC. Right. And Ooh. how long is it, like seeing how they put the whole, uh, the whole Young Thug thing together, it's like, well, why couldn't they do that to a lot of people in right. rap? They probably or, have. Maybe we find out. We're just out. waiting on the rollout. <laughs> Young Thug thing, they had shit <laughs> from like 10 years ago in it. Yeah. They had group text conversations from him in 2015. I was like, wow. Hence the rollout. Yeah, it's the rollout. It's the rollout. You know when boys don't come unless they know they got you. But yeah. the federal government, they can indict you and you could be indicted for five years without them actually picking you up. Mm. So that five years that they get to follow you, keep information on you, build a case. Five years. Yes. And you could already be indicted. And you walking around chilling. Yeah, you don't know. Yeah. The feds could, you could be walking around with a federal indictment, and they could keep the indictment on you for five years without picking you up. 
And you wouldn't even know. Most of the informants, and this is what people don't understand, most informants, that's what is going on. They have already been, maybe, some informants get picked up and get put right back out in the system. And they get paid to, right? Well, that's a whole different system. Like, um, but yeah, they have paid informants, yeah. Yeah, but usually the informants they pick up is trying to get out of their case. Out of this situation. Yeah, that like makes sense. The That's situation their situation that they is. Right. Now, once you get out that situation, the feds, you work for them forever, forever. at that point. Yeah. And yes, you then they have a system where they could put you on the payroll and you get paid every, you know, and you give them the information right. that have nothing to do with your original. That's why. That's why at this point, when you see like, Six nine starting issues with people. Like, you gotta wonder, is this a setup? Yeah. Wonder. You don't even have to wonder. Yeah, like assume the worst, bro. Yeah. Just steer clear at this point. I don't it's even kind know of amazing that he feels the confidence to be able to talk all crazy and shit, knowing that like I mean, I assume he has to check in, right? Like he's he has his federal connects. They probably hit him up. Yeah. He probably texts him. They're probably giving them. Uh, uh, <laughs> they're probably giving them paperwork. Yeah, you are one of the illest snipers. Yeah, just saying, no, no, like, no. think about it. Like, they, they probably do. I think he has to do whatever they tell him, pretty much. Like, yeah. I, I think it could be a continuous process. Like, one of the things I thought was so funny is when he had those little boogers from fucking Bushwick with him on the, the Yo, academics well, I, I thing. Can't, I, can't, I can't let you call them boogers. Uh, all right, I'm can't sure they're great guys. I'm sure they're the hardest dudes in the world, right? <laughs> but uh, they're like. When, when they're trying to get them to justify why they're kicking it with them, they're like, mm -hmm. like, what, what, what kind of man would I be if I walked away from this money that's going to feed my family? It's like, like they kept saying that. They, that, that would literally make you a man. Th but they didn't really like, say. If you found another way. But they didn't really say. moral integrity? Yeah. They didn't say, we're fucking with them because we're just fucking with them. They said, no, we're fucking with them because there's bread involved. Yeah. yeah I don't, which I don't is, think, that's the whole thing. But, say, how did 6ix9ine tell, not tell them not to say that? That's the whole why, thing why, you're supposed to be hiding. What, how, how can he tell them what to do, period? I mean, if you're going to hire an actor, they're supposed to read their lines. Yo. I mean, yeah, but I no mean, wonder I, uh, you make a million dollars a month. <laughs> <laughs> you good at this motherfucking thing, yo. Unless, unless the, <laughs> I'm not saying that the entirety of their street shit is acting at all. But them <laughs> acting like they respect 6ix9ine, I mean, that. Unless the actor owns the studio. Yeah. Then yeah. he pretty much says what he wants. Right. If you work for me, work for hire. Yeah, more power to him. <laughs> yeah, he didn't even flinch when he said, "This the only rap that we jacking." You heard? Like, yeah, he that, didn't even. That was funny. But like, you ain't seen them together, right? Since then, or at least not like well publicized. I feel like that was kind of when he was like, "I'm not putting out another song. Fuck this." <laughs> <laughs> but it doesn't. It's crazy. But a lot of people are fucked up out here, man. Mm. In what what capacity? All right, and it's in the same way with. Like, when I was fucked up and I would bust certain moves that morally mm -hmm. I know is wrong. Mm -hmm. And now, like, I'll stay clear of that shit completely because there's other ways to do shit. But in those moments, I was compromised by my situation. Mm. I think those guys, just like a lot of people out here who do strange things for change, are compromised by this situation. Absolutely. 
Just like Shadi and them. They just, you know, new young guys that is they the saw same the money. situation that those guys were They in. saw the money. Some of them are artists. And they didn't, yeah. They thinking that if they connect with him, maybe they could get popping with their rap thing. It's the same I mean, situation. let's keep this honest. People don't understand the level of cheating 6ix9ine had behind him. Other than 50 Cent, he had literally the biggest budget in hip-hop history. Like, the level of cheating he had. There's a lot of beef that got squashed because they thought it was street shit. No, he had enough power to stop their records from being played. If you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm yeah. talking about. Yeah. I had a meeting about that because he stifled an artist's music based on an interview we did. And it, he didn't even know it. It's just whoever he was signed to, his pops is like, yo, dad, this guy's fucking up my artist's music. All right, well, we'll that's why he laughing. He know. We'll slow down your music budget. I mean, I don't know, like, specifically, but, but do, I, do I doubt it? No, bro, not really. Yeah. Like, he, he, the power he had, I don't even think he realized. Anybody that beefed with him, watched their record sales. It went down if they were all tied into the same label. Mm. Mm. Ebro spoke about it. You know who I'm talking about, right, Mac? Yeah, but that's not new. Like, there's but, always been who somebody talking? who can... Um, Elliot and Lucian. Oh. No. Oh. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Adam, how do you keep yourself detached from all this street shit? It's a question I've been trying to ask you for like. Yeah, because I know minutes. some. Uh, sometimes I get a call. About <laughs> <laughs> like, me? No, no, not just like somebody who came. Somebody who came on the show. They said something that's, right. that that affects somebody else's career, and they'll call me and be like, "Yo, what's up with that?" Da 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 da. I've been getting those calls my whole career. Like, my whole career, pre-internet, I get those calls. How do you stay... Because what? Because you're black, you get those calls. Can what he answer? <laughs> yeah, because, <laughs> right. Can he answer? Oh, I'd like to uh, know what he thinks it is. I mean, let's not act like I haven't had close calls. I mean, yeah. there's been Yo, plenty of times oh, that motherfuckers were mad at me, and, and from both the, like, actual, like, hard street dudes mm -hmm. to the weird-ass fucking psychopath fan-type kids who can't get a DM back, you know. I mean, motherfuckers definitely get mad, but you just got to handle your shit and just, uh, you know, try to move correctly. Because, I mean, I don't, I don't, like, when I really look at my entire time talking about L.A. gang shit, I can't really think of any times of significance when I really pissed anyone off. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think that's why I like go to people's hoods just to like film shit and like it's all good. And I, I mean, I do when I go into those situations, I handle it the right way. But I'm not like, I'm not. I don't know. I mean, I don't. I, I my my biggest rule is I try to like, we could cover shit, but I'm not gonna use this platform as like a, a platform for you to propagate like hate towards another gang. That's one thing that we ran into with Crip Mac where. Sometimes the shit that he would say, like he said some shit on live, dissing another hood that he don't like, that that was over the line for us. Where it's like you can't be using the special names for different hoods or different gangs that they're not supposed to say. That it's like, you know, like that that's over the line to me. Or like, you know, even if you were smoking on somebody's homies or whatever, if you start saying shit like that, like we're gonna edit it out. Or we're like that's and and it's not like we. I, I definitely heard somebody fucking from the Bronx smoking on somebody that I didn't know that that's what they were talking about. And then I watched it like a year later and I'm like, ah, we could have definitely edited that out. But, right. you know, I mean, you just got to be smart and move strategic and have the right people respect you. Obviously, that's not, I mean, Nipsey Hussle got killed by a fucking weirdo who, not, maybe I shouldn't even say that. Nipsey Hussle got killed by someone who 
realistically wasn't shit in their hood, and he is like the king of their hood. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's, that tells you all you need to know. Like a fucking king could get killed by a peon and it just happens. So you just, just move around right and try to handle your shit right. Even saying shit like that for most people doing interviews, even talking that way could lead to repercussions. Like some phone calls would come from calling somebody a peon and X, Y, Z, A, B, and C. Like and you, you say those things with no filter. Well, I mean, he's, he's rotten in prison. Like, you know, I feel like if there's anyone I'm going to call a peon, <laughs> I'm going to throw it out him. Because realistically, who the fuck was he? But nah, like, I mean, I know people who know him and stuff. So that's why I didn't want to say the weirdo thing, because that is kind of a special term in L.A. But, mm. you know, he wasn't some factor. He wasn't mm-hmm. Nipsey. He was like, you know, one ten-thousandth of a Nipsey in terms of clout and notoriety or yeah. whatever the fuck you want to judge somebody based on. So. Not, not just him, though. I just mean in general. Like, I, I, I've watched your shit. I see, and even when you're talking to other people, like, not even doing an interview, but when somebody's talking to you, you speak with a freedom on some journalistic shit that it, 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 it's borderline reckless from time to time, if I, just a touch. And I wonder if you're aware that you're doing it, or is it just... I don't think I bite off anything I can't shoot. Fair enough. One Fair thing enough. I will say, every time I see on your platform, there's a nice engagement of energy, pushback. And I'm like, why is this always happening? Is it because he's white and they feel he's safe? Is it because they're catching yeah, do, do you Do you get the, that Vlad shit, shit man? Yeah. Like, they, they come with a lot of aggression towards you. Who? I, some, Once in a while. Yeah, uh, all but right, all right. It happens more than normal. Let's get to the question. Are you an agent? A federal agent? No. I work on a state level. No. No, I've had a shockingly little police contact in my life. Like, I can almost like remember every time I talked to a cop. It was like a lot when I was riding bikes. They'd always be telling you to get the fuck out of somewhere. Mm. But then as an adult, like... Uh, like when I when I was I had the store downtown, there was one time that a cop stopped by and talked to me for like twenty minutes and put me on hella game about what the fuck was going on downtown with all the crackheads and shit. Mm-hmm. On Melrose, I don't think I ever talked to a cop until that one fool ran in there and tried to blam me and we beat the shit out of him and we had to call the cops for them to drag his body out of there. Wow. And what then, was that like? It was it was cool, honestly. I mean, it was a fake gun. So <laughs> it was cool. Huh? It was a fake gun, so it was like a pretty big. No, relief. I mean, like break down the situation. I mean, I'm in the back of my shop doing a live stream, middle of the night. We ordered Postmates. The dude who's carrying the burner at this time is in the process of like putting the Postmates down, so his back is like turned towards the door, and the door is kind of open. And this kid had been hiding in the alley with like a mask on. Or did he have a mask? I can't remember, but. Yeah, he had something on his face. And then he had, like, a gun, and he runs towards me, which is only, like, from here to the door. And he's just like, give me all your money. And I'm like, I'm, like, waving my fucking hands in front of me and shit. And, like, uh, it was weird because, like, as he's coming towards me, the guy's already got the blower pointed at his head. So I'm, like, just seeing these two guns coming towards me. And then, like... I don't know, they just jumped on, like, the dude didn't shoot him, which was weird, and then, uh, but then they fucking jumped on him, knocked him out. And, and the gun caught, was fake. And the gun was fake, which was weird, because even right, even when the dude didn't shoot him, 
He said that he thought the gun was fake right away, which, I mean, to me, I would have preferred that you still shot him. But, I mean, <laughs> it, it's like, it looked weird. It has, like, tape or, like, it just looked like multicolor and shit. Because, like, honestly, the guy who had the gun at the time, like, didn't, he had the same impression I had, with, which was that it seemed so weird that it almost felt like a prank. Uh-huh. That's what was going through my head. It's like, it is a this a joke? And also, like, at the same time, like, should I be terrified right, right yeah. now? Right. Like, but it kind of felt like a joke. So then when we found out the gun was fake, it was kind of like, oh, okay, well, <coughs> I guess it was kind of a joke. Did you, did you get a nice little kick in there? Honestly, I just went and ate the food, and I didn't even... <laughs> <laughs> now, that's how you close out a night. I didn't even... There was like two or three people Did there. you find out what was, like, what was he doing there? Like, was they, he uh, set up? Or? No, he was like an obsessed fan on drugs or some shit. And like uh, had DM'd me like a million times. Oh, he, he so he was a mental case. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which is like a very different thing than yeah. like a street Extreme. situation, which right. would be kind of different. No, the shooter would have shot you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 If it waste, was somebody who was serious, they wouldn't yeah. have wasted any right. time with you. A lot of things security-wise changed after that. That would probably <laughs> be the biggest one. Mm. Mm. Well, speaking of um, to a second ago, rest in peace to to Nip. Mm. You had Cowboy on the show, you yep. and um. He talked about the last moments. What, what was that like for you? That was just a heavy fucking interview in general. And like somebody that I'm surprised he hadn't done an interview earlier because he was part of so much big shit. But I mean, he, he just told me so much real shit. Like in particular, the stuff that really stood out to me was like the shit about how Nip, even when he was smoking dope, like Nip was... He would, like, give him money to, like, you know, or, like, let him sleep on the couch for a couple of days to get clean and shit like that because he, like, knew him before anything. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. That, but that was definitely one of the most powerful interviews. And when, when he told me that he stopped smoking dope because of his kids, that fucking got to me. Like, him, he was really, like, made it clear, like, no, I love getting fucked up, but I stopped because of my kids. And that just, like, I don't know, it just kind of hit me. Yeah. Damn. Were you a parent at that time? Yeah, that was a couple, like a month ago. Maybe. Yeah, that was like a month ago. Yeah. Mm, man, did you do you believe that there's actually a, a tape on it? Nah. You don't believe it? Nah, I choose not to believe it. I haven't really thought about it that much. But, you know, obviously, even if there was, and if it were to come out, it would be just such a distasteful thing for L.A. to even have to deal with, you know? I feel like it's like, there's just certain things that are just ugly realities, like, I remember uh, Vlad hit me after, uh, like, when in the 2020 protest type shit. Mm-hmm. And he just goes, you know George Floyd had a sex tape? Or did porn, specifically? And I go, yeah, I saw it, and I'm not posting it. And he goes, me neither. And I was just wow. like... Somebody brought that to you? I mean, it was going around on Twitter. Like, I saw a lot of people talking about it. it but, but not that many people in comparison to how crazy that is that yeah. George Floyd did a porno but I just thought that was like an interesting one where me and Vlad both have the automatic reaction of like we're not talking about yeah, that. Yeah, it's yeah. just too distasteful even if it's true you know right so you do have a moral there, there is a moral compass in there that'll stop you from because that that probably could have got you a whole bunch of hits if you yeah did something with it but I mean to be fair I feel like almost nobody posted about it I didn't even see all these other blogs and shit I didn't see Worldstar posting about it that, that felt like a weird moment of a a culture, not a culture, but it's like a, a world that is 
relatively fucking tasteless in what we will consume and talk about, right. where everybody just seemed to like kind of just draw the line right there. Like, all right, we're not going to talk about this. Yeah. It definitely wasn't the time. Mm. You still haven't. What? You still, still haven't. haven't you, pro- you probably won't. What? Yeah. See? What What's there to say about it? I mean, even when I, I think I saw an interview with one of his family members where they'd said that it was like he was down on his luck, like did it one time and it wasn't like he did it a bunch. He just like needed some bread one time or something. Yeah, but people who are, people who are doing things for, on both sides of that, people who are doing things for money don't necessarily care the reason behind. You know what I mean? If, right. if, if, I was so, if I was so inclined to think that posting this is going to make me a bunch of money, why he did it, when really, who cares? Mm. You know what I mean? Like, who cares? Right. I can get a bunch of bread if I post this. That's where the moral compass comes in. That mm. was the discussion we had earlier. So, so what is the moral code? What is the code that YouTubers, interviewers, mm. what are the things that we should just leave the fuck alone? Because porn is on the table. <laughs> like, yeah, you can talk about porn. Yeah, porn is on the problem. table. But man. if it's porn with a person who has recently been the victim of, been murdered by a police officer, and there's a natural, not national outrage or like furor going on. Yeah, that definitely seemed like one to maybe leave out. I mean, I don't think that we should talk about open, well, I don't think we should bring things to the table that can be used to implicate people in crimes. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, that's going to be a blurry line because sometimes people are going to come in here and say something that seems pretty fucking innocuous and then it's going to be, you know, which, yeah. which has happened very little to my knowledge, right. like Vlad always makes the point of when AR Ab went down, he they they fuck there was like an interview clip they used against him, but it wasn't from a Vlad interview. Right. I don't. To my and knowledge, they were actually trying to get footage from him. Yeah. And he lawyered up and said no. Mm. Have they ever tried to get footage from you? No. No. You have so many interviews, so millions of hits, and very little that hasn't ran. You know, like there's a few times here and there that somebody will hit me up and be like, yo, can you take this out before you make it live? But that's not that often. And uh, we, all, we do it if, it if it makes sense. I mean, a lot of times it's the, the dumbest shit ever that they want taken out. They'll like say a, a famous actress is hot and then they'll be like, oh, my girl going to get mad at me. Can you delete that? And I'm like, really? <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> fuck, man. Who did that? I can't remember. But, <laughs> but you know what? All right, here's one that is probably not going to be the kind of thing that we're going to have to deal with that much but i remember back in the day like gawker.com was like a popular like fucking media news blog or whatever oh, and they would out people like famous yeah. tech executives and and celebrities and shit they would like out them as gay and i feel like that looks really bad in retrospect because yeah. everybody kind of has realized like oh if somebody's gay like Let's let them do whatever, which I think you see in rap all the time because there's tons of people who are rumored, not tons, but there's people who are rumored to be gay in rap. Right. And you don't really see people talk about it. And even like the rappers who I know have been accused by like a ton of transvestites of fucking them. It's like people don't really talk about it that much because I think people like at least kind of have a sense of like, like, like what that you do, be what left you do on a, Yeah, like that's, yeah. Your, that's your private which thing. I, think I, mean, is, I, that's I asked Joe Button if he was uh, bisexual and... <laughs> He kind of, he kind of oh. bugged out about it. Cause there was that day where we all thought he was bisexual. Right, exactly, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'm alone on this. Really? <laughs> That's what this man. What are we all talking okay. about in the office? Like, damn, Joe? Joe. Yeah, Joe, not Joe. Who the fuck? Why? Like, we're all like, what? but he, but he, you know, he, he said I was very insensitive, and then he turned around 
and asked Isaiah Rashad the same question. Exactly. Straight up. Question. No filter, no nothing. Just straight up. What's up with you, Joe? <laughs> He's asking the right question. He's asking what people want to know. And he also That's the knows. right question to ask? Hmm. I, I, I saw it, we're talking about it, ain't we? So you we, would ask yeah, that, that question? Was, that was just really strange. No, the fact that we're discussing it means it was the right question. I, no, what happened Him is, being able to answer it the right way for him when we ask the question is no, the other side of the coin. See, what I didn't like is the answer he gave to math. Mm -hmm. Now in the same space, he does the he, same thing. Yeah. You ask Isaiah, yeah, why no. is that on the table? <laughs> If because you went through that whole tirade with math to say that shouldn't kind of like because, be a question because, to ask. Because Isaiah has spoken openly about it before. And it's never been an accusation. So then he don't need um, to ask that question. No. He said on the show. So he only <laughs> did the interview because everybody saw him fucking two dudes. Right. Like, of course you got to talk about it. Hey, I can welcome, understand welcome him. Life. I can understand him taking an issue with math saying it, even though I don't see why that's like a big deal. Because he said it on his show. Yeah. To but, the public. I mean, at least it kind of makes sense to give math shit about it. Like, why would anyone care if I was bi? Which is like, well, it is an interview. I mean, if you're bi, yeah, it's pretty like, interesting, dude, right? You, <laughs> like, you, you, you always ask the question. The answer is out of your control. Right. You should always ask the question. He could have said no. Right. And just stared at you. No, he left it really inconspicuous. Which is, which is A, funnier, and B, <laughs> going to go further. Like... If you just say no, then it's just no, and it, everybody moves on. If you leave it where it is... He said it wasn't my job to yank him out of the gun. <laughs> <laughs> that was fucking funny. Uh, yeah, it was jokes. It was jokes. That was funny. Yeah, shout out to Joe. He's strange, of, bro. But, you know, you know doing interviews, like, what does it take to run the No Jumper Empire? Because I saw somewhere it says you make a million dollars a month. What goes into that? For people that are trying to reach the heights of success in the world of media and podcast or anything of that level. Uh, I've been doing it for so long that we have a huge fucking backlog of content that's earning us money on a consistent basis. I still make like a couple thousand bucks off the XSS and Tassian every month from the XSS and Tassian interview that I did six years ago. Yeah. You know, just to put that in comparison, like, damn, like I could fucking... Yeah, the, hey, ca the cachet is crazy. I pay a nice percentage of my mortgage payment with a fucking interview I did six years ago. So, I mean, when you've been doing content for that long and you build up this catalog of stuff that can kind of be repurposed and, and, and re-uploaded or whatever, and then also I just go insanely hard. Like, I drop more interviews than anybody in rap, I'm pretty sure. I drop five podcasts a week, plus I do my weekly podcast, plus we have all these other guys doing podcasts on the network um, and then a lot of it, though, honestly, is not like working harder. It's just being smarter. Like mm -hmm. we do a Facebook deal. Like we make us, we almost make more money on Facebook than we make on YouTube. Some months we make more on Facebook, uh, just because I found the right team who were able to start uploading our shit and and just really making bread on there. Uh, we started a Patreon at a certain point. At a certain point, I started the Plug Talk thing, which is another huge fucking Amazing income program. source. Right. Um, you know, we do merchandise. We do the, the No Jumper Patreon. We do we sell so many goddamn Instagram posts. Oh my god, we sell like we do brand deals for different brands. It's not like I have like one thing that just makes this absurd amount of money, but I have a lot of six figure income streams coming right. from all directions. And so yeah, sometimes it does get it's into immensely that stressful. Juggling all of that, mm. or your team is so. My team's on. pretty diesel at this point, honestly, because I would not have been able to get to this point if I didn't have a shitload of people working for me doing 
great stuff on behalf of the brand. Like I never have to think about editing a clip. I never have to think about posting an ad on the Instagram. I never have to think about getting the photos ready or getting the podcast edited or getting the ad read done or whatever. Like all this shit is kind of handled. I, I basically am like going out of my way to build the business so that I can do nothing but interviews. Now, I don't really think that that's a good thing for me in the long run because I, I realize that when I say like, yo, leave my Wednesday clear, I'm working with the team that we end up getting so much shit done from just me being able to like really work with the team and conversate with them and figure out what they're doing because the hardest thing in the world is delegating responsibility. Like it's easy for me to just be a grinder and just do hella podcasts. Like do, do I can make a fucking YouTube videos on my channel. I could do whatever. Like doing all that shit is kind of easy for me. Sitting and watching applications and like picking people and, and saying, I think this guy could be great on camera or I think this is the girl who needs to be running our social media or whatever. I mean, finding and discovering talent, I think I'm like good at, but that's the thing that's kind of, it's almost hard for me to like do it because I'm so obsessed with just doing podcasts, you know? Right. Do, do you get like a, a backlash when you have the team do, the, do an interview and you're not there? Nah, because like the dudes who do interviews on my platform are so fucking hyped to be doing content. And like I, I, we've had times where artists felt like they were getting dubbed because they got an interview with somebody else on the team instead of me. Right. But I mean, like T-Rell is the main dude who does interviews on our platform. And I feel like his shit is going to get just as many views as mine is realistically. If we had the same guest, it probably wouldn't be that far off. Like I, I trust him. And if there's questions I want to make sure he gets off, I'll fucking send him a text with a bunch of shit, you know? But, I mean, that's my goal, and that's my real dream, is to just, like, continuing to, like, foster talent and just build out this whole world where the people can be fans of the content and just see these characters interacting with each other. Like, that. that's kind of, like, the ultimate goal, to, like, right. build up the content machine so much that, and I already kind of feel like this, where me killing it and dropping five podcasts a week is not that consequential to the bottom line. Right. You know, so I already kind of feel like I'm there, but I just want to get further towards that where we have so many people making shit that me making shit is just like, uh, I guess, you know, if you want to. But How, how long was it before you started to, started to delegate Man, or, I, or I, be comfortable with, yeah. okay, you guys take it over? I had like one employee for forever, for like three years, and then I just kind of slowly like just started trusting people and it sucks because like who's the first people you're going to hire is your friends and then they're going to let you down and you're going <laughs> to fire them and yeah. then you're going to have beef and they're going to be and that childlike friendship that you had all of a sudden is is gone which right. is a very tough lesson to learn that i've learned quite a few times and right. uh but at a certain point like when you just start finding the right people but it's that's what sucks is you got to really give people a chance like my girl just hired an assistant this chick is killing it it's like an assistant made of gold like she's just going crazy like thinking of shit my girl's not even thinking about and i've been telling my girl forever to hire an assistant but she had an assistant like three years ago yeah we don't we don't know it just happened we, it happened. Happened. <laughs> we, we had a she had an assistant three years ago who ended up being a total piece of shit and fucking sued her and all this shit and turned her off to having an assistant and now she got an assistant that changed everything and that's the terrible part about hiring somebody is if you hire the wrong person, it's going to cost you money and it's going to slow your fucking business down and it could make your other employees less productive. And if you hire somebody who ends up being great, then they could be more valuable than the amount that you're paying them by like 10 or 20 times, you know? Wow. Yeah.
That's everybody. That's everybody. That's, ev that's everybody. What do you every think the, the direction of content consumption and content distribution is going? Because off camera, uh, math was out of the room, but Mecca and I were talking to you about how world star in the blog era, and I know you remember that, and how Instagram cannibalized it and centralized it to the point now, people like pay for a blog. I'd rather just be on, like you said, Instagram posts. You, you get paid for that. Where do you think the next direction or the next shift is going to go to? I mean, I think a lot of it is like short form content, you know? 30 seconds. Because micro. the TikTok shit, bro, like nowadays, Yo. if you want to blow up, it's like you're going to do it on TikTok and Reels before you do it on a 20 minute YouTube video. Like right. realistically, most likely. Like a lot right. of our mm. biggest interviews have basically just been propelled by like a, a viral TikTok that got 5 million views that turned that into fucking, you know, a million views on YouTube or whatever. Like, I feel like that's such a thing. And when I see people start podcasts now, it's like the, they're talking about it before they even get started. Like, who's going to be our TikTok editor? Which is smart because it's like smart. you got to just make your content accessible as fuck to people because if you don't, it's really, really hard to stand out. But, right. you know, it, it's just way more competitive than it used to be. When I started, it was like I just had this shit to myself in terms of like these underground type rappers. Like, there's just nobody fucking with me at all. And now I got to compete with like, over time, you, your value that you're bringing to the situation kind of changes where I still love doing underground rappers, but I don't like hold myself to like, oh, if I don't get all the cool new underground rappers, then I'm a failure because I would just be driving myself crazy trying to keep up with that. I think the beauty of what you did with the underground rappers, and usually this is Russian roulette, and Mecca and I have interviewed a lot of up and coming artists, you had a great turnover rate of how all of them became successful. If, if you do 10 underground dudes, minus 20 of them ain't gonna make it. Out of your 10 interviews, like nine of them became somebody consistently. Mm -hmm. I, I used to be like, how the fuck it's is wild, Adam? It's a wild streak. It's a, it's a yeah. crazy streak. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. That's yeah. unheard of. Right. And I was like, this ain't luck. And I ran the unsigned hype column and ain't had those kind of numbers. You, you, like, you, like, you might need to be in the a &R yeah. or yeah. something, man. You might you know need to luck and consistency. step in that direction yeah. a little bit. How were you able to always... Was it great timing, great instincts? How do you or, pick your artists? Yeah. I mean, I just try to, like, honestly, like, if I think they seem interesting, if I think the mm. music has potential, if I think, you know, it's, it's all opinion. It's all, like, I have people I respect coming to me all the time with artists, and they're like, this is my new artist. He's going to be huge. And I take one look at it, I'm like, never. Like, I will not. I would bet, <laughs> I bet a million dollars this guy never who, goes who was platinum. That? Who was no, that? No comment. <laughs> but, but I've had that exact experience where I, I would have bet a million dollars that this person's not going to blow up, and then they, they blow up. And it's yeah, like... That's happened a lot. Wow. I was sitting on fucking live stream playing a Mega Stallion video for a, a $50 donation. And I'm like, yeah, that's cool. Like, you know, basically. You know? Meanwhile. And then boom. what happened to it? So you and Q-Tip were on the same page with Meg Thee Stallion. Yeah. Early. Her, yeah. yeah. Super early. But I also wonder, like, when I saw her, maybe she was whack. And maybe she got a lot better after that. <laughs> or maybe she was, like, pretty good and I just missed it because I was nah, fried. She, oh, so they weren't on the same page. Yeah. <laughs> we would all like to think it's the first one. Everybody yeah. likes to think that you, you weren't that good when I turned you down. When I, when I deaded you, you definitely weren't as dope as you are now. Fuck out of here. But that's the thing about signing someone now is that it's so competitive that the artists who are getting signed by labels are not even dope yet. They're not even good yet. They haven't, mm -hmm. they, they're like, we're going to sign you because we see a seed 
of possibility in you that maybe we can amplify mm -hmm. because a final product is already going to be swooped up so goddamn fast if you're actually dope, if you're like a finalized 21 Savage, you know, yeah. somebody else is going to see the vision before you realistically. Right. They're, basing, they're basing, from what I've seen, now let me speak for everybody, but from what I've seen sitting in those rooms, they're basing their picks off of numbers. Yes. It's not talent. It's not because they saw him perform and it's like, oh my God, this kid's really got something. It's more like, hmm, this is what he's doing on SoundCloud. This is what he's doing on Instagram. This is what he's doing on YouTube. Okay, I think there might be something here. But the smart A&Rs are going to factor in stuff like talent and the live show. And how, like, you know, the best A&Rs I know. Gotta have a smart A&R. Yeah, the, be <laughs> the best A&Rs I know are people who can take a wild chance on somebody and just see the potential, you know? But, you know, the average A&R is... Well, his, his, his Instagram reels get a lot of likes, so let's sign this guy. By I mean, average, you mean like 90%? Uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like I kind of get lucky with A&Rs because I'm just ignoring everyone besides like the few decorated A&Rs that I've dealt with because they actually have popping artists, so they come through for the interview and we develop a relationship, which is also, those are smart A&Rs who develop relationships with media people, but... Uh, yeah, I know a lot of really, really good A&Rs who I like look at them and I'm in awe. But also, some of those A&Rs have sat there with me and said, this guy's going to be huge. And I said, I don't see it. And then I was right. And the guy never went anywhere. You know, it's like, right. and these are the best A&Rs who, who have the craziest success rate. I mean, you're still going to take losses. It's still gambling. Right. right. Uh, every time. Right. Because you, you can never account for what's going to happen in someone's life. Yeah. Facts. Facts. And sometimes the time change, and when the time change, Facts. something that sound hot at that time, it the new that ain't that no yeah, more. It, it, I call it, it I call it the Carmelo Anthony theory. In regards, there was a time when Melo was one of the greatest offensive one-on-one -on -one players. Period. But then the game changed. Right. It became less of a one-on-one -on -one game and more of a team game. And just that fast, Melo's skill set was seen as outdated by a lot of people who were now interested in team ball. Never even gave him a chance to really adapt, right. but that's what happened, like what he's saying. There are styles that were great, fantastic, and mm. then the, the landscape changes. I mean, but part of that, you have to be able to identify when the landscape is changing and tweaking. Like the landscape shifted on us three times between you and I. Mm -hmm. We were supposed to be the fuck out of here. Yeah, facts, facts. Thank God we have personality. But that, Beyond that, but also understanding, shifting. And, and not being stubborn. But you have artists who refuse to change. Or they can't. Or they can't. You were really great for this time period, and now that that time that's period That's why is I over, asked Adam, where's the, where's the shift going to come and how content's going to be distributed? Because something's going to happen where people... I think I see it, but I'm not going to say it. I'll, I'll, I'll save mean, that for off camera. Think I think about I see where it's during going. the pandemic oh, yeah, we when they were cutting talk. all the YouTube yeah. ads. Were you affected by that? During the pandemic, the YouTube ads started generating less? Yeah. or with the, I forgot the terminology. Oh. It was for the um, black content creators from the manosphere. They all oh. were feeling... Oh, you see? They got demonetized a lot yeah. around then? Huh. Yeah. I forgot the terminology. Ah, oh, man. Fuck. Not demonetized? Uh, I, was, I was going live a lot, so. Oh, you was going hammer. Yeah, every night. Everybody in the crib. Yeah. Facts. I feel like I built up a lot of the core base that watches this show mm. during the pandemic. I watched so many people not take advantage of that. So many artists decided that they didn't want to play themselves, and doing that was
And I mean, a lot of artists went into OnlyFans. Tiger, Safari, Casanova, whoever, whoever. You know, I mean, it's different when you're making all your money going outside. Mm-hmm. And you know, these artists were making thirty to 40000 a month going outside, and that's done. Right. And you know how they blow through money. They slowed up really fast. That whole thing dried up. <sighs> People started be- actually promoting their own merch. That was weird. You see some guy, like, <laughs> like rappers who I know think they're too cool to promote their own merch and shit, like posting on their story like a couple times in the same week, like cop this merch. And I'm like, damn, it's tough. You out finally here. promoted your merch. Shit must be hard. Damn. <laughs> hard out here. Should have oh, been doing wild. it. I know. Like, but, been doing but a lot of rappers are just you know, too cool for school. Yeah. Why yeah. do you think they don't? Why doesn't that happen? Why don't rappers promote their cool, own shit? They're too cool, man. That's it. They're, They're too, too cool, cool for school. They want the posters but cool. A lot of rappers are getting too much money doing one thing to really focus on the mm. other things. You know, I've, I've made that mistake in my life. I remember, like, even when I was making, uh, when, when I was making 50 grand a month off YouTube ads back in the day, like 2017, I was making 50 grand a month from just vlogging every day, being at the store, all the crazy shit that would be happening, and I was doing interviews. And my YouTube was up to 50K a month. I'm feeling myself. And then, Drops by 90%. All of a sudden, I'm 5K a month because mm-hmm. of the mm. demonetization shit. It yeah. fucked me so bad. But all of a sudden, I hadn't done merch yet because I was like, how much, you know, how much merch I would have to sell to make 50,000, never mind 10,000? You know, like I was just like, I'm gonna just do, put all my effort into this YouTube shit. I started live streaming after that. I started, you know, really just doing more products and shit in general and like opened up a fuckload of different revenue streams whereas I was just focused on this one before and that was such an important realization because it's like if you only just focus on the YouTube money I mean you're just leaving so much on the table you know and the YouTube money's dope for sure but yeah if you can get it yeah if you can get it thank god you're interesting otherwise that never would have worked out right you (sighs) want to wait another 12 minutes for apparently Beyonce's trending. She's either going to drop an album and she just removed all her pictures on all social media platforms. It's Holy like she's shit. trending hammer. I know we've been here long. I, I want to leave just like all of us, but this shit, ew, look at it. That's what everybody wants to see. They're like, what does Adam and Matt Hoffa think about Beyonce's new drop? Like, what's going on? Unfortunately, unfortunately, we won't even be dropping this footage by the time it matters. You want to know some bugged out shit, though? What? While we were doing this, this kid who's got a lot of beef parked in the parking lot to come into the No Jumper studio, and he got pistol whipped outside in the parking lot by some dudes who were looking for him. Okay. And I got my phone on Do Not Disturb, but trust me, I'm getting a lot of texts right now. Carmen knows how to collect the rent on time. <sighs> Listen. <laughs> Last words? Shout out to Viper Records. Dot demo. Nah, Viper yeah. Records. The whole shout out Damn. to the whole team. No, I don't want I don't want to I don't want to keep singling out one person. Okay. There's so much, oh, somebody called your phone. There's some, well, no. <laughs> somebody's always called my phone. Dot Demo caught the look on the there's, last episode. There's, there's so much, no, there's so much, there's so much good talent. I yeah. feel bad yeah. only talking about one person. So shout out to Viper Records in general. They're shout out to Tech, is dope. man. Shout out to Tech. That's what I'm going to say. Shout out to Tech. Who's next? Big? Oh, oh, rest in peace, PH. Rest in peace, yeah. PH. Today, today was the day. Wow. Today was the day. I know First rapper. Oh. 
First rapper in Brooklyn with a street named after him. I don't give a fuck who Pumpkin you asked what you said. Wow. We did it for PH first. He got hit. Fifth and DeGraw, Brooklyn Zone. Shout out to PH, Underground King. Rest in peace. We love you. We miss you. Salute to you and your children, Raiden Royce and little Robbie. Let's shout, go. Shout out to the whole family. Shout out to the plague. Shout out to all of them. I, I, we love you and we miss you. And rest in peace to Vice. Rest in Always. peace to Vice. Bigger? Always. Bigger. Uh, shout out to Math Hoffa, my brother. I love him. My voice is heard by y'all because of him, you know. So, one that billion is salute, percent. you know, all day. Shout out to my son right here. You will be hearing from him. Shout out to my men outside. Shout out to all my men everywhere, all throughout the city that's working at clubs, stores. I love you guys. Without you, Bigger World could not be together. We would take over and we would run this place. Yeah, it is. Um, you know, Esso couldn't be here, so. Yeah, you shout, know, out shout out to Esso, man. Shout, shout out, out to Esso. Taking doing, care of doing a valiant thing. Yeah, wow. yeah, taking care of, uh, uh, of his parents. Of the shit that's important. Yeah, really important. he wanted to Facts. be here to sit down. Yeah, you know? he did. Yeah, he did. And um, you know, just yeah, he would have tapped you on the shoulder like fifty times. Yeah, he'd be like, so, <laughs> so, <laughs> Adam, <laughs> so, tell me, <laughs> what's the payout <laughs> <laughs> from the record label? How many deals do you have? Do you have right now? Currently? What does it take to close a deal, Adam? 22? Do you have your publishing? Because these guys are creative, Adam, and I can see that you're not creative. I'm almost kind of, when you put it like that, damn, I fucked up. <laughs> I gotta come back. Oh, no, you gotta come back. Reoccurring guests, for yes, sure. Definitely. Oh, whenever. Definitely. Absolutely. I co sign. And you know, math, Adam. You guys convinced me to come out of retirement with the porno broads. <laughs> Lord Jesus. Yo, stay, stay tuned for my expert opinion after the dark. dark. Oh, we got to make an OnlyFans <laughs> page uh, and some other joints. And nipples and milk. Carol, I'll bleep have this guy, man. Bleep <laughs> this Shout guy. out Black Dave. Shout out Kai. I know they went outside to smoke and Matthew got a little for a minute there. But yeah, yeah, yeah. you guys, man. Nah, we have respect the show, you know? Um, Adam, uh, respect. It's been a pleasure. Appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for the warm welcome and everything. Yeah, it was worth staying out till midnight. Woo! That's dad shit. Ric Flair. Bang bang. I'm being that Uber bumping that new Beyonce. <laughs> oh. <laughs> we out.